0: Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, once again, 24s podcast, the best video gaming and sports podcast on the entire internet. Pause the music. This is the now third time I'm having to make this podcast. I got 24 minutes in into the last podcast until I was disastrously, disastrously wrong. And then I was just like, all right. Uh, looks like I got to, um, to fricking, um, restart, I guess. And here I am with my now new episode, third time, final episode in two weeks, final episode on pause my music, final episode of the next two weeks. I'm not coming back.
1: I'll
0: be back March 3rd, first day of the combine which is like a Thursday, it's like literally in two weeks, I'll be back then. Until then, I'm gone. It's been six long months. I'm tired. A couple of weeks ago, I was like, I don't even know if I could cast the Super Bowl. My voice was shot. I was like, I may not make it back. I may not make it home. Then I got through it, went through it, recovered. I'm here, casted it, loved it had a long six months try to take a break every six months this is my six month break but before we get into it we're gonna finish up the conversation around the NFL divisions the NFC South and the AFC South we're gonna talk about all eight of those football teams today we're also going to address the rumors about Sean McVay and Aaron Donald potentially retiring also going to have a mock track. Also, we're going to talk about Detroit as well because, yikes, Detroit is ridiculous. Anyways, all that, not even much, much more. It's probably going to be. I always say it's going to be a thirty-minute podcast, and then it turns into like an hour. This will probably be an hour-long podcast. The final one for two weeks, ladies and gentlemen. Twenty-fourth
1: podcast.
0: That, ladies and gentlemen, was Gladys Knight in the Pips' fantastic song, "Midnight Train to Georgia."
2: He's leaving.
0: Funny enough, first time I heard that song was actually um, via Modern Family, one of my favorite episodes, where Jay was. Um, what was it? Where Jay? was trying to have a birthday celebration and he was trying to go to this like steakhouse and then the steakhouse like like all of this you know all of this nonsense ensues he doesn't get to the steakhouse but he does spend time with his family <clears throat> in a um in a parking lot eating street tacos I loved modern I love Modern family it's a great it's a great tv show however the song that I was going to play was the peacemaker song which I'm not gonna. I loved the Peacemaker TV show. I loved it. I loved it. I hope that they do more stuff like that, because DC really doesn't have an advantage, um, um, with Marvel. So it's kind of like you kind of have to do something else besides just do the expected, because everybody expects you to be, not even expected, but like they're just copying Marvel. You know, they're blanketly copying Marvel. Like Marvel keeps on innovate innovating, and they just constantly keep on copying marvel and i'm like that's it's not how you win that's not even close how you win you got to innovate and you're not innovating innovating excuse me but this is the song that i um, was gonna play until i was just like ah, oh, maybe you know leave it in two weeks leave it on the midnight train to georgia this is it do you really want to do you really wanna take- Peacemaker opening scene. It's one of the um, most unique opening sequences I've seen in my entire life. Like I, I, I usually skip the opening sequences, even if they're good. I usually skip it because I just want to watch the TV show. But it is a very, very catchy song. It's a very catchy intro. I love it. John Cena. I'm not going to lie to you. He's kind of turned into a good actor. I saw Bumblebee, and I was like, I hated the movie. Hated it. Transformers fans loved it. I was like, why? It sucks. I love Haley Seinfeld. Love Transformers. Hated the movie. But I was like, it was his best performance. This is my favorite part of the song. But I was like, John Cena really did a great job in Bumblebee. And then he does a great job here. And in Suicide Squad. He's great. He's great. But the season finale, maybe the series finale. I don't know. I don't know if they want to do that again. The series finale, season finale, I don't know. If Peacemaker dropped today. We'll see what happens. We'll see what happens with Peacemaker, but I wanted to play that song for you today. So, let me address the whole Sean McVay thing with um, Sean McVay and Aaron Donald retirement thing, okay? So, the reason why I had to restart is I wanted to, like, print a retraction. Usually, whenever, usually my intuition is pretty good. Usually, I'm pretty researched. Usually I vet some, I vet things. Usually I know information about something before I talk about it. Even if I have no, not even recollection, but even if I haven't like seen a clip, I, I know enough about certain things to be able to like actually comment on them and react to them before I even like see the clip. Today was like one of those days, one of those rare days, like once in a thousand where I was just like, oh, I was going to be wrong. So the the clip that I was wrong on was Aaron Donald telling Rodney Harrison that he was going to retire, and that was the whole thing. That was the reason why I had to restart the entire podcast because I was just like, yeah, I I don't want to be wrong. Apparently Aaron did tell him that he was potentially going to retire if he won the Super Bowl. It's weird. He dropped it. The reason why I'm talking about this is that that piece of information got dropped. Like the like a couple of minutes before the Super Bowl, and then a couple of days before that, Sean McVay retiring dropped, and I didn't believe either report, and I obviously still don't. But like literally during the Super Bowl parade, like both of them were like, "Yeah, we're not going anywhere, bro. We're not going anywhere." Which kind of begs the question of like, how did the information get out? I think the Sean McVay story was false. Rodney Harrison apparently got it. From Aaron Donald that it was not false. That he was actually considering retirement. I. Like how strongly. I don't know. I really don't. I don't think strong enough to be honest with you. But. Apparently that's what he told him. Like I think it's ridiculous. By the way. That both of them. Like not even both of them. But two media companies. Were reporting on that. And I was just like. Guys. Come on. Let's, like, let's use our brains here a little bit. They're not going to retire. Even if they told you that they're going to retire, I'm like, "Uh, I don't believe that. Like, they're big mouth basses, man. Like, sometimes people are like, you know what? That's such a juicy story. I just got to report on it. And then it's just like, it's too good to be true. It's like, come on, guys. Use your brains a little bit. Hold on. took a swig of my Gatorade I'm thirsty it's hot it's like that first day of spring in in Florida it's so fucking hot it's like it's you it's I can feel the the humidity I walked outside and I fucking felt it and I was just like oh it literally makes me wish for winter again it's like this is the next six six or seven months of my life where I'm just like humid it's hot outside like the weather just changed completely. It went from like being like, oh, like I have to kind of, you know, wh- like have the heater on like a week ago to like now it's just like, oh, oh, um, uh, it's freaking like, like now it's like my AC constantly freaking has to be bumped down or bumped up or no, bumped down. Like it's constantly on now because of how cold it is or how hot it is outside. I'm like, what's the forecast in my area. I'm like, please be hot or please be cold. No, it's supposed to apparently like cool significantly. I mean, it's supposed to be cold as fuck tomorrow. It's supposed to be 44 degrees. Thank God. Jesus Christ. I'm like, give me winter all fucking day long. Holy shit. All day long. I want winter. It's too cold or too hot. taste that nah, 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 nah. by the way it says that it's supposed to be 39 degrees right now and I'm like it is not 39 degrees bro it is not 39 or 32 degrees like it's not 32 degrees what are you talking about what are you talking about it's supposed to be 16 a week sorry checking the weather is like the most boring thing you can possibly do sorry um Back to football. So the whole Aaron, Donald, and Sean McVay rumors were ridiculous. Also, I talked about yesterday how I felt that Kamala, Kamalia Valea, uh Kamala Kamiala, Valiava, um, the figure skater for Russia, who was tested, who tested positive for drugs. First and foremost, okay. I feel bad for her. I feel bad for her. She's 15 years old. I felt like she shouldn't have been able to compete. I was like, I don't mind athletes cheating. And I said it before. I said, I don't mind athletes cheating. But when you get caught, it's like there has to be some punishment. There has to be some repercussions. You have to de-incentivize it. And for people that are like, you can't you can't do that. It's, it's not clean. Or da, 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 da. And it's like, look, bro, we're playing at the highest levels of competition. You have to do what you have to do to win. Is it fair? Is it unfair? It's unfair. But guess what? Tagline of life. It's not fair. Deal with it. I didn't really care that she doped. I cared much more, to be honest with you, that Shikari Richardson had smoked weed and she wasn't allowed to compete. It's not a performance-enhancing drug. I felt like she should have been able to compete. It's not cheating. Literally stunts your ability to think. She's like, I smoked weed because my mom died. And I'm like, that makes sense. The Olympics is like, that doesn't make sense. Just like, okay, you guys are morons. We can't handle this adult as adults. But they let the 15-year-old compete because she was 15 years old and she's a minor. How does that factor in? I don't know. She cheated. She cheated. She cheated. I feel bad for her because, A, she's 15 years old. I'm not going to say she was forced to take the drugs, but considering that she also kind of lied about her. I don't know. I'm not going to, I don't i do not want to judge her, but she, she was projected to win. They were like, if, if she wins, we're not going to have a, hey, have a ceremony, which I'm like, so you're not ashamed enough for her to compete, but you are ashamed of her if she wins. Okay. Got it. Olympics. This is why nobody watches you. Besides me, of course. And even then, I don't watch, I didn't watch the Beijing Olympics because it's, bro, it's on at like one o'clock in the morning. I'm not going to watch that shit. Figure it out. Have it on your network literally during the day. I don't know why your network just doesn't broadcast the most popular events during the day. Like during prime time. What is the Olympics over with, by the way? It's been going on for like, I think the last week to week and a half. Winter Olympics. Like nobody cares besides me. Besides me. (laughs) Like, I don't care. I don't care about the Winter Olympics. When is it? It ends... Oh, man. It ends on Sunday. It's been going on for two weeks. Really? I didn't know that. (laughs) I didn't know that at all. Uh, Anyways, what is it? God. I feel so bad for her. She... I didn't see her set. NBC... Won't show her fucking set. Like they didn't post it on the internet. You can't fucking find it. Sorry about that. I can't fucking find it at all. I don't. I don't get it. I can't fucking find it. Hold on. But I know she like fell. I think. Because she was like on the ground. I'm on this. Like I'm watching this video. And I still. Here it is here it is. Hold on. Hold on. Wait, here she is. She's going in. She does a spin. Does she fall on the spin? Oh, fuck. She did. I'm not for rooting against 15 year olds unless they're shown to be gigantic pieces of shit. I don't think she's a piece of shit. I think she did what she did to try and win. I don't really have a problem with that. Some people are going to be some people are going to hate her. She's Russian, and so they're like, Russians cheat all the time, which they do. I didn't, like, I felt lukewarm to it. I was just like, you know, she shouldn't be able to compete. There should be obvious repercussions. Like, like you can't have an athlete that's on performance-enhancing drugs, like, competing in your events, especially when you've banned them. Like, don't be a hypocrite. Oh, wait, here we go. Like, NBC has it on at, like, 1030 at night. And Mike Tarico looks very serious as if he's he's seen somebody get murdered. And it's just like, bro, like, stop being so fucking dramatic. You're not fucking, you know, like, you're not a drama show. Like, I hate how dramatized sports are. It's like, dude, uh, this is a girl in a leotard skating. Like, come on. Let's be adults here. But, yeah, I feel bad for her. She was 15. I feel like, again, she shouldn't have been able to compete. I feel bad for her. She's 15 years old. It was obviously an emotion. I, like like there's pictures of her crying. There's pictures of her falling down. I feel bad for her. She's an awesome figure skater. Drugs probably. <laughs> I'm like on drugs probably. I don't I don't Here's the thing. I don't know if she's an awesome figure skater without the drugs. I don't know. It's hard. Just like I like the Olympics is being so shady about this. I don't know if she's still on drugs or if she's now off the drugs and she's clean. I don't know. I don't know why she wouldn't be on drugs, to be honest with you. But again, she's 15 years old. I love that she did everything possible to try and win. I love it. But, you know, she probably shouldn't have been allowed to compete in the first place. And by probably, I mean definitively and definitely should not have been allowed to compete in the first place. Her Russian teammate did win, so, you know, Russia won it. But, I mean, yeah, I mean, I saw her figure skating and I was like, she's pretty damn good. And in, in the back of my mind, I was like, I kind of hope she wins just to piss off the Olympics and things of that nature. I love the hypocrisy of the Olympics of like, we're not going to show this girl winning, but we will show her winning. I was like, I kind of hope that they don't have it. I'm a dragon of chaos. I am <laughs> I love chaotic events. I, I love things getting messy. I feel bad for her. She was only fucking 15 years old. Shouldn't have been able to compete, but you know. Okay, here it is. Finally. I'm like, somebody has the clip. Or is this it? Is this when she falls? No. This is like her. Where is it? I don't know. Oh no, this is her like a month ago. Again, she's awesome. God. I don't think I've ever been into figure skating before. Never gotten into it. Never cared about it. I may have to watch some figure skating stuff. It's so, it's such a good drama, field thing, event, the casting. I love it. The outfits, the skating. I love everything in figure skating. It's so awesome. Not a, It's like um, cheerleading, which I do love competitive cheerleading. I talk about cheer all the time on this show. God, the new season of cheer was so sad. By the by, I saw the new Kanye West documentary last night hour and a half saw it all it's like the first thing of it's the first episode of what is it sorry that was my ring of like um three episodes it's the first of 3 i watched it after seeing kanye west walk into a rock nation meeting rock and and they go into greater details during the documentary This is after Kanye West had made the blueprint or half of the, uh, the blueprint with Jay-Z. This is like, you know, one of Jay-Z's most popular albums ever. And he produced like half of it. And he's like, he's known with all of the guys and gals at rock nation. And they're all like, Hey, Hey Jay-Z, we want this beat. We want you to, you know, to produce or not even make this beat, but we want a beat that's produced by you. And, He's like, sure, I'll give you guys I'll give you guys X thing or whatever. Hold on. Wait, who won it? I'm watching the award ceremony now of figure skating. The Russians won gold and silver. NBC is like, yeah, we're just not going to have this on at like a suitable time. We're gonna have this on at 10 30 at night. Great job, NBC has this been going on? This could not have been going on for an hour. It's been going on for three and a half hours. Just have the entire day just be of like, you know, of, of fucking events. Nobody cares about whatever you're putting on in the middle of the day. Sorry. Um, What was I saying? <laughs> it's talking about the Winter Olympics. I completely forgot my train of thought before I went on that NBC tirade oh yeah Kanye West's documentary hold on let me pull up let me pull up the clip right I played it last night like middle of the uh of the podcast because I saw that it was trending on Twitter I was like holy shit I gotta talk about this hold on let me pull it up So, he goes into Rock Nation, or excuse me, Rockefeller Studios, and he's like, he's walking around with his tape in his hand, and he puts it in, like, and the clip that they released on YouTube and on the internet, it doesn't even go as far to, like, detail how shitty this is. Like, he goes into one executive's office, and then he plays it, and then he goes into another one, and then he plays it again. It's, like, super quiet, by the way. Hold on. So this is him in the office. He has retainers in his mouth. He's like, I'll take out my retainers. I'm gonna rap for you all falls down. Chaka Pilgrim, who's like an executive at Rockefeller, Rockefeller. Rock Nation, right? Rockefeller? I rock. don't But he's like in the office and he puts his tape in a CD player
2: and he's rapping one of his most
0: popular songs from, I think it was what, College Dropout. One of his most popular albums, by the way, at the time One of the most popular albums at the time, by the way Well, he's just rapping One of his most popular songs And she cannot be bothered It's like, wow This is why nobody wants to work with musically
2: Because
0: they have to deal with people like you Like, this is why Cleo's I went on, like, a very long rant last night as well Like, this is why Cleo soul And Napoleon DeLegend can't get fucking record deals or technically they can but they don't want to work with people like you because you guys don't understand what makes great music. Oh my god, hold on. I'm like, where's my remote? I'm like, wa- I'm like watching the NBC Winter Olympics things and I'm watching like Kamala Vieva support stand out because everybody's just like, "Yeah, she's a 15-year-old." Hold on. Hold on hold on like all, by the way all of Russia loves the kid All of Russia is just like yeah hey hey way to go <laughs> like I love Russia they're just like we're gonna cheat we're gonna cover it up and then we're going to act as if we're the victim even though we still want is this the Olivia Rodrigo documentary God, now everybody is doing this. Like, Billie Eilish did a documentary. Oh, my God, she's going to release it on Disney+. Plus. Yes! I'm so excited for this. Oh, my God. Sorry, I'm all over the place. Let me go back to Kamala Valava. Um, now Russia is just like, yep, we're, we're going to come back. We're going to win more golds by cheating, by paying off refs, by screwing over the American. Russia, you're not going to get away with nothing. Sorry, my American came out. I'm like, Russia. I love how Russia is like. We're going to send a a player or an athlete over who is on performance-enhancing drugs. Uh, Then we're going to hide the test results because we know she's going to test positive. Then when it gets found out that she gets tested positive for performance-enhancing drugs, um, and after the Olympics are going to let her compete, she doesn't perform well under the pressure, and then we're going to shroud her with support even though we still won gold and silver. You got to love Russia. They're like, we're going to win. We're not even going to win. We're going to freaking, you know, we're going to cheat. We're going to lie about cheating. We're going to cover it up. We're going to get found out. Our athletes are still going to be able to compete and we'll still be the victim about it. I love Russia. Oh, my God. Jesus Christ. (laughs) Russia. Oh, my God. They're such hypocrites. Uh, Not even hypocrites, but they're just ridiculous. They just live in this other reality where they get to do and say whatever they want. We're not trying to invade Ukraine. We got terroristic threats. I'm now getting into political stuff. They're like... <laughs> Russia got this... Um, Russia got... This is kind of funny, but this is also politics. But like Russia got... If you don't know what's going on in, in Ukraine, you probably don't because you're like... like I come here to avoid, war, uh, to avoid politics, not talk about them. But like Russia, they started to like mobilize troops and stuff like that near the Ukrainian border... And then they got like a report. They released this report saying, we think there's terrorists in the town that's literally right next to all of our troops uh, on the border of Ukraine. We, We have to invade now to stop the terrorists. And it's just like Russia. We know what games you're playing. Stop trying to lie. Stop it. Stop it. Stop it, Russia. It's very obvious. You're not even good at lying anymore, Russia. Stop lying. Not even good at it. Anyways. Um... Olivia Rodrigo's new documentary is coming out. I still haven't seen Billie Eilish's, and I love Billie Eilish. Hold on. It's on Disney Plus, too. I've got my driver's license. Hold on. Jesus Christ. Hold on hold on god that was such a bad promo I couldn't see when the, when it comes out shout out to sour shout out to Olivia Rodrigo she had this I didn't even she didn't what was it jealousy jealousy she had this new version of jealousy jealousy in the trailer by the way if you want another awesome new artist Olivia Rodrigo pretty dope just saying. When is it? Streaming March. Everything is coming out in March. Moon Knight is coming out in March on Disney Plus, ironically enough. Olivia Rodrigo's new album, or not new album, but new movie thing is coming out in March. I'm very excited for it. So much good stuff coming out in March. I'm very excited. Anyways, I feel like we haven't talked about Anything sports related yet? Really, all podcast long. That's not intentional. But yeah, I mean, Olivia Rodrigo—not even Olivia Rodrigo, but Kamala Valava, fifteen-year-old. I hope she doesn't compete in an Olympics for like in the next Olympics. Or I don't—I don't don't know what the Olympic committee are going to do. They're probably not going to reel out a harsh, a harsh freaking punishment for Russia. I love how (laughs) this is like—I love how Russia cheats. And they're not very good at cheating. <laughs> they're not good at cheating. Russia, you idiots. <laughs> Russia, you suck. <laughs> they're not good at cheating. Like like I have all of the countries.
2: <laughs> they're not even in the top 5.
0: <laughs> they're not even in the top 5. Oh my god. They're like, you know what? We're going to send our athletes that cheat anyways. They only have five gold medals. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, Russia. Hold on. I got to turn on a fan. It's way too fucking hot and humid in here. <laughs> Russia, Russia only has five gold medals. <laughs> They're like, we have to cheat to get our one gold medal. 24. Just let us get one. Oh, my God. Uh oh, the United States we don't cheat. We have 8. We have 8 gold medals. Suck it Russia. You have 12 bronze bronze medals. Oh my god. We have 8 gold medals. Oh my god. 8. We're like 6 behind Norway and Germany.
2: <laughs> Russia's not even in the top 5.
0: <laughs> Sweden's in the top 5. <laughs> Austria, Netherlands, Switzerland. Switzerland's top five. To- Not in the top five, but they're in, they're higher than Russia. <laughs> no race wanked over uh, uh, n- number one overall. Oh, my God. Russia, even when you cheat, you still lose.
2: <laughs>
0: oh, my God. Jesus Christ. Wow, Russia, you suck at cheating. See, in America... We're good. We we cheat occasionally. Or in this case, we don't cheat. We're just better than you. But when we cheat, we win. Russia, you cheat, you lose. <laughs> you're you're like, "Well, you know what? You know what? We have to support our girl because uh she lost and it's our fault because she probably let's just be honest. She probably would have won even without cheating, which is one of the weirdest things ever. Like I mean, I don't want to say that because truth be told, like maybe she maybe the performance-enhancing drugs affected her more than we think or I think. But it's just like I don't think that she wouldn't become a, you know, an Olympic athlete without, you know, the drugs. Maybe I'm wrong on that. I don't think I am. But goodness gracious, Russia, <laughs> get your shit together. <laughs> Doing all this shit to cheat and you can't even fucking win six gold medals? <laughs> Russia, you suck. You suck, Russia. Uh, Madarasha, you said. Sorry, <clears throat> but I do feel bad. You know, I feel b- I don't feel bad for the country. I laugh at the country. Ha 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 ha. ha. America. Dun, 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 dun. America's better than you. It will always be better than you. I do feel bad for the girl. I do feel bad for Kamala Valieva. She's 15 years old and I don't know if she was forced to do drugs. I would probably assume so. Um, but she also took drugs and can't necessarily do that, but, you know, I feel bad for her. I always feel listen, I always feel bad for minors in very in situations that they probably got taken advantage of. If she was an adult, kind of a diff different situation, again, she still sh- shouldn't have been able to compete, but yeah, I mean, I feel bad for her. I don't think she should be able to compete in another Olympics because and the reason why <clears throat> despite my beliefs, I also have to be realistic. I'm not, like, even though I'm, like, I don't care if certain athletes do take drugs, I also am, like, at the exact same time, I'm, like, I don't want people to feel pressured that they do need to take drugs. You know what I'm saying? Which is why I'm, like, if it comes to a ban, like, if we have to ban athletes from competing, I don't really mind it, right? I always kind of feel a little bit sideways about Barry Bonds because I think he's a Hall of Famer, and I'm, like, and it's the exact same thing that I just said with Kamala. I think she should have won. I think she, she would have won without the drugs. I think Barry Bonds still would have been a Hall of Fame you know, baseball player without the drugs as well. But we'll kind of never know because they took drugs, you know? I think Barry should be in the Hall of Fame. I think he probably should have been—I mean, technically, everybody was doing drugs. I'm not going to punish Barry Bonds because everybody was doing it. <clears throat> But um, I also think that Kamala Valava, I think she probably would have won gold anyways. I know I'm repeating myself a bunch, but still. I don't know. I don't know. All I know is this, Russia.
2: (laughs) You're ninth! (laughs) You cheat and you're ninth! You suck, Russia! (laughs) You suck so much!
0: Okay, sorry, I'm, I'm done. But hopefully, you know, Kamala you know, um, competes in, like, the next eight years? Maybe not in the next Olympics. I don't want to see her at the next Olympics. I don't, like, I don't want athletes who don't take drugs, performance-enhancing drugs, to then feel the need, well, now I have to take performance-enhancing drugs, potentially, <clears throat> potentially, um, you know, commit irreparable harm to my body, you know, all for a competition. I want them to be able to... Be on kind of as fair of a playing ground as you possibly can be, you know, because, I mean, if we just take steroids, if we just go into taking steroids, then it's just it'll end in this absolute mess. So hopefully she competes in another Olympics, maybe not in the next one. So she would be what? I think she would technically age out of that process because you have to be super young to be a <clears throat> a um what's it called? A figure skater. So I don't know. We'll see. Well, that was like 30 minutes. I thought this was going to be like an hour-long podcast. This podcast may be like an hour and a half now. Um, talked about Kanye West's documentary. I wanted to t- hit that. I wanted to talk about Kamala Valava. I want to talk about Detroit. I want to talk about Detroit. Last podcast of the next two weeks. I want to talk about Detroit. The reason why I want to talk about Detroit because Detroit is a joke, right? I've talked about it. Not a big Detroit Lions guy, not a big Detroit Lions fan. <clears throat> Some people may disagree. Some people, I don't care. Not a big Detroit Lions guy. Um, Here's the thing about Detroit, right? And specifically, we're going to talk about Detroit in the draft. You may be tired of this subject. I'm not. I'm going to Push back as much as I possibly can because I think Detroit is going to make a fatal mistake in relation to, um, <clears throat> in relation to. Wow, I'm watching Minnesota, Minneapolis versus Philadelphia. And they just made like a terrible mini, uh, not Minneapolis, Milwaukee, Milwaukee versus Philly. Drew Holiday just not even Drew. What is his name? Corey Middleton or whatever his name just made like a just a horrendous turnover with like one minute left to go. It's 118, 116. Without James Harden. They have Joel Embiid, and it's just like. Whoops. <clears throat> Looks like uh Milwaukee's in trouble. Who called that? Oh, I did. I called they would be in trouble. We're also going to start implementing basketball into the podcast. I've been watching basketball for like the last month and a half as like the NFL has kind of um, started to die down. I'm like, oh, like, let me watch basketball. And I've essentially tried to watch, like, a game a day for, like, the last two to three weeks. So what, that's like, except on Sundays, because they don't, they wouldn't ever try to get in the NFL's way. So it's just, like, essentially been, like, um, I don't know how many games. Maybe, like, 20 games, something like that. Not a lot, but it's, like, enough for me to be like, oh, okay, I kind of understand what's going on. I don't know any of the rosters at all. That's a foul. That's a hard foul on Drew Holiday. It's like 41 seconds left in the game. And then because he just fouled, they're now on the bonus. They get a shot clock reset. It's a 118. It's 116. Milwaukee's down. <clears throat> Sorry. But um, let me swing all the way back to Detroit here. Let me talk about Detroit. So... Once again, everybody keeps on saying, well, we don't need a quarterback if we're Detroit. And they give me all of these bogus, terrible reasons. And I'm like, look, you guys have no idea. Joel Embiid has 40 points, by the way. 14 of 21. Joel's literally his beard is sweating. (laughs) He's so exhausted. I feel bad for Joel Embiid. And also good. Because Joel Embiid was like a question mark at center for years. And now Joel Embiid has actually become a great center. I do feel bad that he never got that date with Rihanna, but I'm also happy that Rihanna is with ASAP Rocky because it seems like they like each other. But God, I kind of (laughs) like I kind of like laugh at Rihanna a little bit because she she wanted a little bro him. She was just like, you know, I'm going to little bro Joel Embiid. Uh, like he was just like, "Hey Rihanna, you know, you want to go out on a date with me?" And she's just like, "Talk to me when you become an all-star." And then he did, and he's like, "Hey Rihanna, what about that date? Come see me." And then she didn't respond. <laughs> she didn't respond at all. Oh my god. Oh god, I love Joel Embiid. He changed like his Twitter bio, or not his Twitter bio, but like I think his Twitter. One of his um, like his username is like Joel Troll. Troel Embiid. I'm like, that's that's pretty great. I love Joel. Yeah. He's, like, hurt all the time. He was overweight, and now he's, like, one of the best players in basketball now. Shout out to Joel Embiid. Back to Detroit and their terribleness. So, Detroit, they want to, you know, they want to do all these weird things, you know, in the draft. They think that they're knowledgeable about the draft. They're not. And they want to try and talk to me about... I want to try and talk to me about quarterbacks in the draft, right? They want to try and tell me somebody who has studied quarterbacks in the draft for the last 20 years that knows the historical context of quarterbacks in the draft for the last 20 years. um, They want to try and tell me that I'm wrong. Now, what I mean by historical context of quarterbacks in the draft for the last 20 years, what I mean by that is that, let me give you not a broad and general clue, Wait, it wasn't a defensive foul? It was an offensive foul on Joel Embiid? That's stupid. doesn't matter. Milwaukee still doesn't get the ball. Or more specifically, a jump ball situation happens. Anyways. Detroit, they want to try and tell me, well guys, look, we, we don't need a quarterback. We can build the team. We can win seven games. We can do this, that, and the third. With With, a, with with like our team that we have right now. And it's like, I wrote in my notes about Detroit, I was like, I can't tell if they have a good coaching staff or not because their coaching staff right now is coaching with bad players, but also they're a bad coaching staff as well. Like, I don't know if I'm 100% honest with you, with you it's kind of confusing. They're not a very good football team. And I keep hearing Detroit Lions fans say that, like, the expectation is somewhere between seven and nine wins. And I'm like, you guys are fucking insane. Insane. If you think you're going to win nine games next year. Well, oh, if we go in the draft and if we get these guys in the draft and da-da-da-da-da. Like, let me help you out. If you're a Detroit Lions fan, let me help you out here. Okay? You guys don't have a quarterback. You guys don't have a solid running game. Your tight end core with TJ Hawkinson is questionable. You only have one wide receiver. You have one corner potentially in a Fatou Melifanu who's had good reps, not good games. Okay? Then on top of that, you don't have a linebacker, but that's the least of your worries. You don't generate pass rush consistently. Aileen McNeil is one of your best players on your defense, and he's a defensive tackle who's supposed to stop the run. And safeties don't matter, but you don't even have a safety as well. You don't have anything on defense. but it doesn't matter. Do you want to know why it doesn't matter? Because you don't have a quarterback. I love all of this uh this kind of, you know, this this weird behavior where people are like, "You know what? We we don't have any players on defense, which you don't. But we also don't have a quarterback, so let's go out and get some defensive players." And it's just like, "Look, guys. Uh look at Denver. They have actual pieces on defense." They have, and we went over them last night. They have Justin Simmons. They have a safety. They have Patrick Sertan. They have a corner. They have Bradley Chubb. He's an injury-prone player. In my opinion, I don't think he's a good, I don't think he's a great player. They have all of these offensive weapons. They have a wide receiving core. They have a running game. They do not have an offensive line. But do you want to know what? They don't have a quarterback. They tried with Teddy Bridgewater. Then they tried with Drew Locke. Neither one of them was successful. Where was Denver in the playoffs? okay Vikings people want to talk about Kirk Cousins Kirk Cousins will also lose you some games Justin Herbert as well he played inconsistent I saw Sam Ocho or Ocho say that Justin Herbert was a top two quarterback in the draft or excuse me in the NFL and I was like you obviously haven't watched the Chargers very much this season then to make matters worse he didn't have Patrick uh, Patrick Mahomes I was about to say Sertan Patrick Mahomes in the top five Sam Ocho you're an idiot <clears throat> Or Acha, whatever your name is. You're an idiot. But it's weird for me as an analyst, whenever I hear other analysts say, I don't need a quarterback or you shouldn't go out and get a quarterback, and then we should wait to get a quarterback. And it's just like, what? You guys have been saying, you guys being Detroit, you guys have been saying we will get a quarterback in the next draft every year for like the last two to three years you've been saying that consistently you said it in the Justin Herbert to attack of a draft you said we're going to get a quarterback in the next draft did you get one in the um, in the last draft with Mac Jones Justin Fields Trey Lance did you get one with all those guys there did you get one last time I checked you don't you have Jared Goff and so what a lot of people will say to me is they'll say to me well 24 uh, Jared Goff is a suitable backup quarterback And I always tell people this. I always say people, like he had a stretch of four games. Like Detroit Lions fans are insane. Analysts are insane. He had four games at the end of the season where he played like an actual quarterback. Check this out, playboy. He had 19 touchdowns, eight interceptions. All of that production that he had in the last four games, in fact, excuse me, all of the positive production that he had He had nine touchdowns in four games. All of that came within the first four, the last four weeks of the season. It's terrible. He had 19 touchdowns. He had nine of eight touchdowns, excuse me, nine of 19 touchdowns in four games. And that was the final four games of the season. And people will say this weird thing to me as if momentum carries from season to season. It does not. The Bengals were six and 10, and then they went freaking, what is it, 10 of seven? And then they went to the Super Bowl? Momentum doesn't carry it doesn't Tampa Bay went to the Super Bowl, won the Super Bowl. they lost in the second round of the playoffs. the Chiefs have gone to the AFC championship game every single year for like the last three years. they got eliminated or not to the um, AFC championship game but to the Super Bowl three years in a row or two years in a row. this last year was their was their um <clears throat> was the first year in like three years that they didn't go to the Super Bowl. same thing with Green Bay. I think they've gone to the NFC championship game three years in a row. They didn't go to the championship game this year as well. Momentum doesn't carry folks. Or more specifically, momentum isn't a real thing. And some people will say, well, some of those teams have consistently gone to X thing, right? To X thing. They've gone to the Super Bowl. They've gone to the NFC championship game or AFC championship game. Problem is those are good teams with good players and most importantly, Good quarterbacks, which you don't have a good team. You don't have a good quarterback. Like some people want to completely denounce that Joe Burrow just took his team that was six and ten to the Super Bowl. And they'll, they'll say, well, we don't have a Joe Burrow. And it's just like you're missing the principle. The quarterback is the most important position on the football field. Without it, you suck. Some people will say, well, with the quarterback, the Jag sucks this year. Yeah, because they're a dumpster fire of an organization just like Detroit, Matt Stafford, So people have been calling him a Hall of Famer for like the last five days. He goes to a good organization. He's a Hall of Famer. He stays in Detroit. He's like an average to below average quarterback. Like that's the reality of the situation. Let me show you something here. So Detroit media... Saw this clip today from Detroit, talking about Jared Goff and how they should not draft a quarterback. Let me show you something here. Let's let's play the clip. Let's play the clip. Let's hear. Jordan let's Love. Hear, sorry. About Why
2: that. in the hell playoff ready? Fuck stop.
0: Let's hear them talk about how they shouldn't draft a quarterback and how that's wrong for the Detroit Lions as a football team. Let's listen in.
2: Of a rookie quarterback starting. You talked about, so glad you brought up Patrick Mahomes. You could bring up Jordan Love. Why in the hell anybody can evaluate Jordan Love, but what makes you have confidence in Jordan Love working out? It's because the Packers, if Aaron Rodgers leaves, he'll be walking into, if they franchise tag Devontae Adams, they'll have a run game. They'll have Devontae Adams. They'll have an O-line. They'll have a a serviceable defense. Great head coach. Like, that's what makes, that's the difference between uh, Zach Wilson's season, Trevor Lawrence's season. Wrong.
0: Already wrong. The reason why he's wrong about Jordan Love and Zach Wilson and Trevor Lawrence, Jordan Love played this season, right? And this is why this is what frustrates me about people who talk about quarterbacks and who aren't not informed about quarterbacks, okay? Jordan Love is about to enter into his third year in the NFL, okay? I mentioned it when we talked about the Green Bay Packers and how Green Bay is desperately, desperately trying to get, um, sorry, I just saw Giannis try to do some cheeky shit here. The game's getting close. It's getting real close. Hold on. Was that an actual inbounds? Hold on. That wasn't an actual inbounds. Giannis is trying to be too cheeky here. Cheeky here. Hold on. Giannis is trying to do everything he can to win this this game. <laughs> trying to do some pretty cheeky stuff here. <clears throat> Anyways, um back to Jordan Love. Like why is his situation different from Trevor Lawrence and or why why is he why is he supposed to be um or specifically, excuse me, let me go back. So he said that he has a lot more confidence in Jordan Love. I don't understand why. I'm like, dude, you probably have never seen him play, which is ironic because he played a lot of snaps against Detroit at the end of the season and he was terrible he was god awful and yeah he had he didn't have those guys but he also freaking played with some of those guys against Kansas City and he lost seven to 13 and some people will tell me um, well it was Kansas City it was Kansas City when they sucked bro seven to 13 he was 19 of 34 55% completion percentage one touchdown One interception against your backups in Detroit. He was one touchdown, two interceptions, 58% completion percentage, 132 yards, 34 yards. What was his passer rating here? His passer rating was 64, which is like significantly below average. Are you fucking kidding me? Are you insane? You're more confident in Jordan Love because of the players around him? That's cool. But let's also put things in proper perspective here. He's played like shit every single time he stepped out onto the football field. He's a bust. More likely than not. I think I even called him a bust. I'm like, the and again, the Packers are not trying to start him. They are trying to sign Aaron. They're trying to sign Aaron. Are you insane? They're trying to give Aaron Rodgers $45 million annually. Why would they have, if they have so much confidence in Jordan, why wouldn't they start Jordan? That's Patrick Mahomes' money. Two years ago, they were like, we're moving on. Now they're like, eh, we like Aaron. We like him more than the guy that we traded up for in the draft. Goodness gracious. Oh God, but it it continues forward from there, by the way, that Jordan Love is, he has a lot of confidence in Jordan Love, even though he's done nothing to exhibit any, any form of competency on the football field. Let's continue forward.
2: Jones or a future in a Trey Lance, Patrick Mahomes. That's the difference. And that's what we've always been preaching. Why would the lions address a position? They probably need last. I would say they need first, like. I love this, I love, I
0: cannot wait to rub this in the face of Lions fans that have been saying for like the last six months, don't take a quarterback when they'll fucking get their butt cheeks clapped by the NFC East and the AFC East and the NFC North and whatever division they have to play against via the 17th game this season. Because they're going to be going up against either the Jags or the Broncos, or who's the fourth team in the AFC? It's the NFC South, Jags. What's the AFC North? Oh, yeah, you're going to be going up against the the, the Browns. As your 17th game, you're going to be going up against the Browns, the Jags, or the Broncos. Potentially the Broncos with Aaron Rodgers. Or more specifically, the Broncos are just a better football team, so they should be able to win anyways despite their question mark at quarterback, not at quarterback, excuse me, at coach. You need quarterback last? Dude, it's the first thing that you fucking need. Every single year, you guys say, we'll get a quarterback. Where the fuck is your quarterback? Where is it? Where is he? Oh, we'll get him next year. Dude, you're not getting Bryce Young or CJ Shroud. You're not getting them. Bryce is already solidified as a first-round draft pick next year. Probably a top 10, top 5 player. C.J. Stroud probably will be somewhere around there as well, okay? You guys don't watch enough college football to be able to commentate on whether or not you guys can be able to go out and get a college, uh, a, a quarterback in the first round next year. It's why I do. It's why I watch college football, so that way I can know all these doggone football players. You guys won't be able to get a quarterback in the next Uh, next year if you guys win anything you better hope and pray that you guys suck next year so that way you can actually get a quarterback but then hold on a minute then if you get Aiden Hutchinson or whoever you want in the first round and second overall draft pick like the whole concept I cannot stop hearing is that Detroit will be significantly better than they are right now and it's like you probably won't be but the hope is that whoever you get next year in the draft At quarterback, if you guys suck, will be C.J. Stroud or Bryce Young, but it will probably not be because, according to you guys, you guys will win enough games to freaking win, or excuse me, to go to, uh, not go to, but to get to, like, seven uh, seven wins or whatever, which you probably won't, but let's continue forward.
2: Quarterback's important, but you have Jared Goff. That was the whole point of getting Jared Goff in the trade. He can keep you afloat until you find your franchise guy. This is
0: being kept afloat? Three thirteen and one is being
2: kept afloat. He played well in his fur, in his last four
0: games. We went over it. He had nineteen. I gotta hold on. I gotta call. Up. <coughs> he had nineteen touchdowns, eight interceptions. He was terrible. He was god awful. He played well in his in his last four games. Momentum doesn't carry over, especially for bad teams, especially for bad teams who don't have quarterbacks. You don't have a quarterback. <clears throat> you have Jared Goff why did Sean McVay get rid of him oh and by the way for momentum guys why did Sean McVay get rid of him he was 20 of 13 bro he was a turnover machine before the the year before that 2019 22 of 16 this is with Sean McVay one of the best minds offensive minds in football right now he's terrible and you guys want you guys think that this is an appropriate stopgap what oh my god oh god
2: you don't have to go out and reach for him please you don't have to go and reach for him you have jared goff for another two seasons you kind of do because
0: you cannot freaking be passive about your quarterbacks because if you are you'll end up in a situation like detroit saying that you will draft a quarterback every single year and then not having a quarterback drafted in or excuse me not getting a quarterback and freaking just sitting where you are right now being like, oh, man, we need need to hold off on getting a quarterback. It's like, no, you should 1,000% be aggressive in getting getting a quarterback so that way you don't end up like Detroit.
1: Do it next year. If you cut Jared Goff before June 1st, next offseason, not this offseason, after next season, you'll take a $10 million cap hit. If you cut him after June 1st, $5 million in dead cap space. A little
0: bit. <clears throat> a little bit more um Hold on. A little bit more context to what he's saying about dead money and stuff like that. They don't clarify it because nobody understands what dead money and caps uh, savings is. And this is just like, come on guys, we gotta be better than this. This is like you can find this on overthecap.com. So <clears throat> dead money is just money that's just gone. You'll never get it back this season. Da 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 da. da. But if you release a player who you're owed money to or still has money on their contract, <clears throat> excuse me, there will be dead money on their contract if you have guarantees, right? Jared Goff right now has $30 million of guarantees still left in his contract. You're going to have to pay him $30 million of dead money. That's it, right? However, a cool thing is, next season, like he was saying, he was, he talked about $10 million against the cap versus $5 million, Right? The reality of the situation is, you're probably going to try and seek out a trade. Maybe you're going to do good business with him and hopefully cut him before June 1st because <clears throat> because you know you just want to be you want to be in good relationships with players. Da 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 da. Maybe they don't. Regardless, Jared Goff next season, next offseason, you cut him. He's 20 million dollars in cap savings which is one of the aspects that they probably should have talked about but didn't because I don't know if they know about cap savings versus dead money. Let's continue forward.
1: Not bad if you ask me. Jared Goff is the starting quarterback for the Detroit Lions in 2022. Get over it. Get over it. And there's no quarterback in this draft outside of maybe Kenny Pickett that can walk in and give you similar production.
0: How do you know that when you probably haven't seen five games of Kenny Pickett scratch that? Have you seen two games of Malik? Willis? not the senior bowl, two games of Malik Willis, two games of Kenny Pickett. I've seen like five to eight of both. They're both top 10 players. How do you know that? I love it when people say, well, like this guy, I mean, he's just not, not good. And I'm like, I, I would get it I would respect your opinion more if you actually like took time out, studied both, you know, on a Saturday evening, you know, had a, had a journal with you, took some notes. I would respect your opinion a lot more. I don't really respect your opinion when you just hear it from somebody else and you don't evaluate. Evaluation isn't that difficult. Especially if you're a radio talk show host. It's just like it's really not. You're already evaluating players to begin with.
1: You just don't want to do it. And I don't see the Lions taking Pickett at number two. I don't. Now, again, if they think Pickett's the guy, go for it, man. If you think Willis is the guy, go for it. But don't expect me to sit there and defend you in two years when it's not working out. You know what's funny about that?
0: And I say this all the time. This This is the problem with media members... And people in cities who have never had success in pro football, they say this stuff. They're they're like, don't expect me to defend you in two years when it doesn't work out. Your partner just said that he felt comfortable with Jordan Love. Jordan Love hasn't played a full season in two seasons. He is a bust by all accounts. But you guys feel confident in him even though he hasn't played in two seasons. Do you want to know why he hasn't played in two seasons? He's not good enough to play in two seasons, in the last two seasons. Josh Allen, right? A lot of people will tell me about Patrick Mahomes and they even use the Patrick Mahomes analogy analogy, excuse me, but Josh Allen didn't play well for the first two seasons of his NFL career. Are you going to not defend the organization because Josh Allen didn't play well for 2 years? He kind of looked like a bust for like the first two seasons of his career. Quarterbacks at the very least need like 3 years to develop at the very least, need three years. And you're like, huh, after two years, I'm out. I'm like, okay, that's why your city is a loser. Or that's why your city loses so much, because you guys have lofty, unrealistic expectations, and you're like, well, if they just don't blow me out of the water in year one, then they suck. Continuing forward, let's listen in.
1: Because you were ignorant ignorant enough to think, all right, Jared Goff was three and one down the stretch. I saw him play really good football. We have a run game. We have it. But talk op- to me about, and I hate this three and one
0: down the stretch. Talk to me about what happened against um, the Steelers, for example. Talk to me about that game, which was literally um, on November fourteenth, his sixth game in that four. In the it, like, it was it was one of his final games of the regular season. Talk to me about that game. Talk to me about the Rams. Or the Bengals, or the Vikings, or the first game against the Packers where he played relatively well and then he collapsed and he did Jared Goff things. Talk to me about those games. Oh, also talk to me about how he was. Wasn't he injured? How many games did he play in? It looks like he may have been injured. Well, maybe not. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14. He missed three games. Talk to me about what happened then. Talk to me about how his head coach was just like, Jared's got to play better. We need him to play better. Talk to me about what happened then. Okay. 3-13. He won three games. He won the final three games, or technically he went three of one, in four weeks, final four weeks. Detroit Lions fans and media creamed their fucking pants, and this is the result. Let's push back getting a quarterback for yet another year because that's how we roll in Detroit. We just do the dumbest shit I've ever heard of in my entire life.
1: Continuing forward. line. Hawkinson will come back healthy. St. Brown emerged into a at least a semi-star receiver. He's not a star, obviously. He's not an all-season. He's, he's not.
0: One wide receiver who they're going to double. They're going to provide bracket coverage. You have one maybe at a tight end. And then that's it. You don't have a running game. You don't have a secondary. You don't have pass rush. You don't have a linebacker core. You don't have good coaching. You don't have any of that. That would qualify you as a team that can win a lot of football games.
1: That yet. But year one, almost a thousand yards. Huge, big time production down the stretch. I like that. Get a wide receiver in the draft. Improve the defense. Give Aaron Glenn more players to work with and I think you have a decent football team if you ask me mm-hmm. and that's coming from the guy that you guys think is Mr. Lions hater <laughs> I I really think this football team can actually surprise a lot of people next season now if they take a quarterback at 32 or number two in the second round do I think that'll impact their win-loss record or their roster I don't think it'll kill them but, but you've, you've started, had a starter. you have started you've started the clock yeah You've started the clock on winning, right? Because that's the weird thing.
0: And this is the final clip I have for you today about this. That's the weird thing that I've heard from this media group. It's called Woodard Sports over and over and over again. They constantly say. If you take a quarterback, you've officially started the clock for winning. It's like, what? It's like, bro. You should already be trying to make moves. First and foremost, okay, again, Detroit Lions, they don't have it. They don't know what's going on. The purpose, the things that you should be seeing from Brad Holmes and Dan Campbell are making moves that can help you win games in the long term, not the short term. Not like, oh, we, we want to win eight games next year. It should be, hey, can we maximize how many games we're going to win over the next five years. If we have to suck this year, let's suck this year. But then the next four or five, six years, we're going to try and we're going to be progressively better. That's the objective that you should be trying to have when you are building a football team, to try and win as many games over the longest period of time. That does not necessarily mean you're going to win every single game. You're going to have a winning season every single season, but you should be trying to win as many games as you possibly can throughout X period of time while acknowledging that you're not going to be able to do that. And you're probably in a team like Detroit, you're probably not going to like actually be able to have a successful first season or second season. I said it before. I'll say it again. I think Dan Campbell should get almost four years because of the mess that Matt Patricia and Bob Quinn left him in Detroit. However, the four year clock started last year. It started last year. He has four to three years to get this team to a playoff-winning team and the next two to three years. And at that point, he should probably be fired, and Brad Holmes is probably on a two-year clock. I think GMs, you give them five years. I think head coaches, you give them three to four. That's the clock. You don't just keep on like um, with Zach Taylor, right? He just got a contract re- uh, re-signed. I'm like, no, he shouldn't have got one. Matty, e- not Matt Eberflus. Frank Wright and his D uh, and his uh, not his D.C. His GM just got extended last year. I'm like, no, they didn't go to the playoffs this year. They're not very good. With a loaded Indianapolis team, the clock starts, bro. It's already started. This is a Detroit mentality. It's arbitrary. They drafted a quarterback, so the clock starts. Well, excuse me, you guys keep on telling me that you guys are going to win like seven games this year because of how much you're going to build in the draft. Ooh, look at us, we're Detroit. Shouldn't the clock be started this year? Is there anything else? I want to do my mock draft. I want to talk about the NFC South, AFC South. Let's just make sure there's nothing else.
1: I know now, next year, Jared Goff will be the starter. We're going to cut him after June 1st, and we're going to let the second-year quarterback take over in 2023, and we're going for it. That's what you're telling me. That's what you're telling me with these moves. Yeah. It's like the Packers. They took Jordan
2: Love. I would say Matt Matt LaFleur, if Aaron leaves, he's on the clock. Like, well, I want to see how this works out with Jordan Love. I think it's...
0: What? If Aaron leaves, you're on the clock? What? What? He's all like, like, oh my God, you guys don't know how to win in this league. You don't know how to win. It's the blind leading the blind. It's like, he's been on the clock since his first year. It's a constant evaluation. I'm done. I can't, I can't stand these people. I can't stand these people. I can't stand these people. I, I can't stand Detroit Lions fans. Oh, my God. They talked about how Jordan Love, they have confidence in him, and he hasn't started, you know, five games in three years because of how terrible he is. Jesus Christ, dude. Unbelievable. I cannot believe how bad they Like, I, I just appla- I, I cannot believe how bad they are. At just doing basic things. Basic things. Oh God. Anyways, I got a mock draft for you today, and I was planning on doing this, and I did this in my journal, and it didn't work out well. I completely forgot about Kyle Hamilton, and and uh, and that was incorrect. But I wanted to, I want, I still wanted to do a mock draft, anyways, because I feel like, yeah, like I just wanted to put something out there, and I kind of wanted to give you my perspective on the uh, on the draft here. And certain teams and certain players, like if I'm gonna be critical of people and things of that nature, like I should also come up with, you know, my own analysis and things of that nature. And I believe in um and providing solutions to problems and not just complaining about certain things. As I'm watching Brooklyn go down to uh, to Washington, which is fine. Brooklyn went down to Washington tonight. Just like I love NBA inside, I love NBA TNT. It's like the best sports show ever. I actually like watching it even though I also don't like watching it I don't like watching it when they try and critique modern basketball like they're just like oh man people shoot way too much and it's just like three is bigger than two (laughs) I'm like three is bigger than two I'm like yes we're gonna take more three-point shots like yes big men are also going to shoot as well because three is bigger than two they're like I hate how people are smart now and people can do basic arithmetic and you know, they figured out that three is bigger than two. I'm like, yes, they they should. Yes, they should do that. Anyways, back to the mock draft. So the Jacksonville Jaguars are up at number one overall. They got um Roger Goodell stepping up to the podium. He's about to say, with the first overall pick, the Jacksonville Jaguars are probably going to select an offensive lineman if they're smart if they're smart, or they're going to get KV on Thibodeau. There's really, here's the thing. I kind of misspoke a little bit when I said, if they're smart, the reality of the situation is I wouldn't mind it if they did get a defensive lineman. Some people may think that that's controversial, but I, I wouldn't mind it. I wouldn't mind it. If they got Kevon Thibodeau whose draft stuff is apparently falling because of stupid interviews or whatever. I'm like, if you don't want to draft KV on Thibodeau, fine. Um, if he falls and he goes to a good team, I'm like, okay, I'm like, okay. I kind of hope he does fall just so that way he goes to like a good team. And, um, he actually like, he actually destroys everybody who said terrible things about him. I'm very excited for that to happen. He's already starting to fall and like a lot of people's mock drafts and player evaluations. Like I saw Daniel Jeremiah, like have him at a hold on uh what is it NFL draft top I saw people like say that like uh Thibodeau like his freaking his stock was like steadily falling like over and over not not said but I've seen people like say like oh man this guy's draft stock is falling like I saw on Daniel Jeremiah's big board like he was like fifth or sixth overall and I was just like there's not five players there's not Three players that are better than him I'm like let's just let's just get that correct here and I'm like please please dear God have KV Thibodeau fall please dear God please make that stupid mistake yeah I think it's Daniel Jeremiah yeah Daniel Jeremiah has like who is it Aiden Hutchinson as his number one then Akeem Akwanu then Evan Neal Kyle Hamilton and then Ahmad Garner incorrect even though I love him and then he has KV on Thibodeau at like six. And I'm like, that's incorrect. But I wouldn't mind it if the Jags did take KV on Thibodeau here. Um, but they're going to get Evan Neal. They're going to take an offensive lineman more likely than not to help out Trevor because, good God, their entire offensive line sucks and they need to help him. Uh, they have a top. They have a um, an awesome pick in the second round. They have a first overall pick. I think, in the second round or a second overall pick, so you just take a wide receiver then. You already have two running backs that you like, Cam Robinson, Travis Etienne. You know, you don't need a running back. You probably need a wide receiver. You compare him, him, him being Trevor with Jahan Dotson or David Bell or whomever, and you'll be like, you'll be pretty satisfied, I think, as well as Trevor, who probably should be improving. Um, Detroit, I kind of went back and forth on this. In the sense of, like, I I had this draft of the things that I would do. And it was, like, it was completely different from what everybody else was going to do. And I was just like, you know what? I'm technically correct here, but I'm also in the wrong. In the sense of, like, nobody's going to do what I'm going to do. It doesn't invalidate what I do. But what it does do is it puts me... In like this weird light where it's just like, yeah, like like technically I'll be right, but technically everybody else will do the incorrect thing. So it's just like I just might as well kind of go along with what they're doing. Or more specifically, maybe not kind of go along with what they're doing, but more specifically, I feel like I should analyze what people are more likely than not going to do than what I think will actually happen. because I think that that's more conducive to the conversation than to be like, this is my favorite prospect. This is where I want him to go, da-da-da-da-da. So it'll kind of be a stretch, but it'll be a lot more, not a stretch, but it'll, like, the evaluation that I'm going to have is a lot more in line with what a lot of people think. This is not what I necessarily think will happen, or it is what I think will probably happen, but more specifically, I don't think it's what should happen. So Detroit at number two. It's hard to get a read on whether or not they like KV Thibodeau or Aiden Hutchinson. Um, I think they do like Malik Willis, but I don't think they're going to draft him at number two, which is going to be so eye-rolling when he actually goes to a good football team and then he makes everybody who talks shit about him for the last like three to four months pay. Cannot wait for that day to happen. However, I think Detroit will probably go pass rush. Will they go with the Michigan guy? Probably not, in my opinion. Um, but I think they're going to get KV on Thibodeau. Thibodeau probably number two or Aiden Hutchinson. I don't know if they – apparently there's this thing in Detroit where they believe not – in excuse me, they believe in, like, not drafting kids from Michigan. Why I don't know because they – I guess it's because they, they feel pressure if they play here. And it's just like you, you guys haven't felt any pressure in 50 years. You guys haven't won anything. Get it together, Michigan. Next up is the Houston Texans at number three overall. Um, I've said it before. I'll say it again. I think they're an expansion team. I mean, if this was like the Premier League or in soccer or whatever, they would be a team that would be relegated in my opinion. And this, if you don't know what that means, they would essentially be a, they would go from being a professional football team to a non-professional football team. That's what relegation essentially means in soccer. It's a pretty awesome term. As much as like, I talk about hating people, not hating people, but I don't like, um, teams that are just consistently bad and stuff like that in soccer, they'll just be like, and as much as I hate ties, which soccer has a bunch of as much as I hate the pace of the game, as much as I hate that there's not like a playoff format soccer will fucking boot you from being a professional soccer team and yes I'll keep saying soccer and not football or European football but yes I think the Texans are oh my God I mean they're just a terrible football team goodness gracious they should definitely be relegated Will they be? Probably not. I didn't know the, the Clippers were going up against the Texans right now. It's like 11.30 at night. They're on the West Coast. The game is still going on inside. The NBA is like... is like uh it's done right now. And stuff like that. Okay. I'm just like I don't, I don't have anything. I'm just a sports nut. I'm now... Just going to watch baseball now because I'm like the MLB network is putting on the World Series. And I was just like, OK, I'm like, I know people are locked out. Let, let's just watch something else. Um, Houston <clears throat> at third overall, relegated team, bad team. A lot of people have them taking Kyle Hamilton. If I'm Nick Casario, I would just I mean, he's stupid <laughs> in my opinion in my opinion, trying to hire Josh McCown and then being like, oh shit, we can't hire him because it would make us look bad in the Brian Flores lawsuit. Especially after we hired and then fired David Cully. In my opinion, I think that they're probably just going to make a safe pick. And they should make a safe pick. And you want to know what? They did have a, a pretty nice draft based upon what they did last year in the draft with like some of their players. I think if... I think the first three players that are probably going to go on the uh, the first three picks are like Evan Neal, KV Thibodeau, and then Aiden Hutchinson. And the reason why is that they're just safe picks for most teams. Like most teams feel comfortable with those players. And that's kind of what it sometimes comes down to. If you've done your evaluations and you sometimes feel good about a player, you, you'll be like, hey, I like this player overall. Then I like this other player. Excuse me. Like, if, like funny enough. When I was doing my mock draft, I had actually, I'd actually like um, started to have Derek Stingley fall. And he'll fall here, probably here, maybe, I don't know. But he like started to fall in my mock draft because I just, I didn't trust him as a player. And I felt like I had done enough work on him to know that he probably wasn't a top 10 player in my draft, in my opinion. In other people's draft, maybe not. I'm watching the MLB Network. I'm supposed to be watching the World Series, the Texas Rangers versus the St. Louis Cardinals. Some weird reason, I am not watching the World Series. I'm watching analysis of the... This is why nobody watches your... This is why nobody watches baseball. I'm trying to watch baseball. I don't watch enough baseball. And I'm trying to watch more baseball, and they're showing me highlights of more games. I want to watch baseball. Anyways... Number three, I think the Texans, they're probably going to make a safe pick. They're not going to select a quarterback. And uh, they're going to take Aiden Hutchinson, probably. Or a KV Thibodeau or Evan Neal. Because um, they're cowards. Jets are a very interesting football team in the sense of the Jets Probably have to help out their quarterback. And they did last year. They got Elijah Mitchell, Michael Carter, and Elijah Tucker, And Zach Wilson was still not very good. But they probably... I don't know how smart they are or how dedicated... Or how dedicated they are in actually helping out their offense. Like, are they... Because the funny thing is, you know, Dallas was like, Look, our offense is great. Our defense sucks. We are going to help out our defense as best as we possibly can. Like that's what we're going to do. We're going to spend a bajillion draft picks over the last two seasons on defensive players. One of those being Micah Parsons. The other one being um, Trevon Diggs. Another couple of um, picks being rotational players. Depth players like Osa Digizua. Rotational guy. Um what's his name Chauncey Golston as well they probably drafted a guy who may or may not be a bust in Nashawn Wright. like knew it kind of the night of that he was probably going to be a bust but still but they got a bunch of depth pieces as well as players that can play and so now it's just like okay cool um what are we going to do now if we're Dallas, you know? We're probably going to go into this season and we're probably going to draft an offensive player and offensive lineman potentially if one is there for Dak because we've done enough on defense. We we they can still do more, but they'll probably feel a little, a little bit more comfortable in drafting an offensive player. They actually did something similar um, or they were actually going to potentially draft Rashawn Slater last year. Uh, There is this clip of Jerry Jones and Mike McCarthy discussing Micah Parsons and Rashawn Slater, and they eventually settled on Rashawn Slater, or excuse me, Micah Parsons, but Rashawn Slater was in contention. How does that all relate to the Jets? Well, Robert Salah was committed to helping the offense, but the defense also needs a lot of help as well. I think he may go defense here. Will he be like seduced by Kyle Hamilton? I hope not. I hope he doesn't get Kyle Hamilton. He could be seduced by, like, George Karloftis, but in my opinion, I feel like it's it's too good of an opportunity to add on a strength on your strength. It's too good of, like, an opportunity to pass up on Akeem Aquanu. I'm taking Akeem Aquanu at fourth overall with the Jets. I think I'm hoping that he's smart enough as a head coach to be like, Akeem Aquanu. boom, fourth overall pick. I'm hoping that's that's what I'm like. I'm gonna put that through the ether. I'm gonna use my ESP. I'm gonna freaking send. I'm gonna send my positive mind thoughts to Robert Sala and tell him Akeem Kwanu, Akeem Kwanu, Akeem Kwanu, please, Akeem Kwanu. Fourth overall to the Jets. The fifth and seventh picks are for the Giants. Right? They got two top tier, top ten picks uh, in one draft. You you can do a whole lot with that. I. Have no idea what they're going to do. I feel like they feel like they need to address the offensive line. So that would make one of those picks Charles Cross. I have no idea if they want to draft Kyle. Not Kyle, excuse me. Um, I don't have no idea if they want to draft um, Kyle Hamilton or if they want to take on um, an edge rusher, which would be another really, really solid pick as well. I'm kind of adding in my own bias as well. I'm like, I'm trying to get into the GM's shoes. Like I'm trying to get into Joe Shion's shoes and I'm trying, and Brian Dable's shoes. And I'm like, I feel like they would go offense potentially with both of these two picks, the fifth and seventh pick overall for everybody that's going to whine and complain about how Kyle Hamilton and then Kyle Hamilton will start to fall. But yeah, it's just like, dude, they don't need a safety. They need to help out their quarterback. I think Charles Cross here. Would be a really, really nice pick. The offensive tackle out of Mississippi State. So you have three tackles going in the top five of the draft. So boom. And then maybe you potentially come back and then you just say, hey, we're just going to take Kyle Hamilton if he is still there. So Charles Cross. Some people would say this is when Kyle Hamilton would go. Mm-mm-mm. Reason why he wouldn't go here is because... Um, The Panthers already have an awesome safety. They already have Jeremy Chen. Some people would be like, well, they can get another one. No, they like Jeremy Chen is one of the best safeties in the NFL. You don't watch enough football. Shut up. Um, So I don't think Kyle Hamilton would go here at sixth overall. Again, because Jeremy Chen, once again, one of the better safeties in in the NFL. They need a quarterback, but more specifically, they need an offensive line. And I have no idea if they would reach for a quarterback if I'm 100% honest with you. I don't. I really don't. I don't know if, like, I don't know, man. It's so hard to figure it out. It's like, would they reach for a quarterback? I don't think they would. I think they would rather go with one of the best players on their draft board. And that would be like, like, luckily they can't get a pass rusher because they have Brian Burns and Hassan Reddick. They can't get another cornerback, so they can't get, uh, you know, Derek Stingley or Ahmad Gardner or whomever. It's pretty obvious that they would probably go with somebody, and I think they have a good linebacker. I can't remember what his name is. But their offensive line is in shambles. They have to help out Sam Darnold. I think one of the best ways to help him out is either to get Tyler Linderbaum or Kenyon Green. Anything other than that is kind of a reach. And I think they would do that. I think they would get Kenyon Green at sixth overall. And then coming back would be the Giants, and then the Giants would then get a Kyle Hamilton at 7th overall. I think that's maybe how it would work. Or you would flip it. You would be like Kyle Hamilton. Like maybe a team would make a phone call about the uh about the 6th overall pick trying to get Kyle Hamilton. Who would trade up for a safety? I don't know. I don't know. Atlanta at number 8. That's an interesting team. Um, because they need an offensive line. You know what? They need another offensive lineman. They need, they need more help at offensive line. They need more help at, um, they need help everywhere, man. Like offensive line, wide receiver, quarterback, running back, secondary, linebacker, defensive line. I like Richie Garant. He's in his first year. I love Grady Jarrett. They need so much help. They're in a rebuild. Do you trade Matt Matt Ryan this offseason? I would. If I was the GM, I would be like, love you, Matt. Pick a team. We're also going to try and roll with a team that we like, but we're going to trade you. That's what I would do. And I think I said something similar last year where I was just like, if I was the GM of the Atlanta Falcons, I would try to trade Matt Ryan over Julio Jones. Because Julio was, to me, the best player at the time, and he still kind of was. Turns out I was maybe a little bit – I was wrong about that. I was wrong. It was Matt Ryan. He was the foundation. And I'll try and get a quarterback. I would, like, maybe make a trade with the 49ers or somebody like that. Maybe not with the 49ers, but, like, with Pittsburgh maybe. And I would take that pick, and I, then I would use that pick on a quarterback. That's what I would maybe do. Um, Number eight overall. I can roll with – I like. I love George Karloff this year. I don't think it's a reach at all. I think it's a perfect place for him. Um, I can take another corner, and I can pair him with AJ Terrell. I want to make moves to make the team overall better, faster, right? And I think George Karloftis would help out Grady Jarrett, who's one of your best players, and you're also getting um a player to also that indirectly helps out AJ Terrell, who's like becoming one of the better cornerbacks in the NFL. I think that's a great pick, George Karloftis, eighth overall, to the Atlanta Falcons. Now you have an interesting situation with the Broncos. I don't know if they would get Aaron. I don't know. I still have, I don't know if he's playing football. He said, he said he would announce it on the Pat McAfee show. Boy, howdy, would it be annoying if he did it? Um, literally in between now and when I was going to come back, he probably will. We'll see. It's already mid February. We'll see what happens. But the Broncos, they don't have a quarterback as far as I'm concerned. They don't have an elite pass rusher. And um, their offensive line is in Champles. They have Quinn Mieneraz, so they're not going to get Tyler Linderbaum here. Um, what else would they do here? Would they do anything here? I mean, I would trade down if I'm 100% honest with you. They don't really need another wide receiver. The... The Broncos are in a really, really bad spot because I feel like you can take, for example, N'Kobe Dean here, or you can take um, Devon Lloyd, a linebacker, because they need a linebacker, but that's, those are reaches to me. Those are like 15th, 16th overall players, in my opinion. And it's like, they would be taking them at nine. They do need a linebacker, and you're not helping Matt Ryan. Or you can take a wide receiver here and kind of handshake that. You know what? That's that's even better. How old is Matt Ryan? He's got to be like in his mid-30s, right? Or close to it. If he's in his early 30s, I'm going to take a wide out. I may even extend Matt Ryan depending on if he wants to be here or not. Matt Ryan is 36 years old. Mm-hmm. I'm taking a defensive player. <laughs> Oh no no no! Excuse me, I already drafted for Atlanta. I'm drafting for the Broncos now. I'm like, I was, I was still on, I was still on the Falcons. Now with the Broncos, God man, who would I take if I was? I would like again. I'm at nine. I'm probably just gonna take somebody who's going to contribute to the team's overall success. I would not have drafted Patrick Sertan. Like, I don't know. Like, here's the thing. And this is the weird thing, right? I'm playing like split multiple personality disorder here where I'm like, I'm trying to be myself, but I'm also trying to get into the mindset of the GMs, right? And and again, I'm dealing with information that I don't know at the time. So I'm probably going to be wrong on this. I don't know if Aaron will go to Denver. I don't know if Denver even wants him. I don't know if he'll even play football next year, to be honest with you. But um, the Broncos, they're a really, really interesting team. I'm not... I mean, you don't... They they have way too many wideouts. They have a decent running game. Their offensive line is bad. But I don't think they would take Tyler over Quinn Mianarez. I don't know if they would take a linebacker here. I think they would help with their secondary and the, especially against um, Patrick Mahomes and Justin Herbert, I think they would maybe take another corner and it's kind of just assigning who everybody's all over the place with corners. It's like Derek Stingley, Ahmad Gardner, uh, Andrew Booth Jr. It's just like guys are just all over the place. Sorry about that. Accidentally hit my mic. Guys are just all over the place when it comes to where they would select people. Hold on. The inside the NBA crew is doing Is like putting on a show here. Hold on. This is actually kind of entertaining. They have their own like little, like Shaq is, you know, Shaq is on the keyboard. Hold on. Hold on. Like Shaq is now rapping. I'm like, this is like, okay, this is a pretty, I I was, I was like, when, when they, when they don't make cringy statements, like people shouldn't take three point shots inside the NBA is one of my favorite TV shows. I've been watching it because I've been forced to watch it. And it's just like, I literally am excited to watch basketball on Tuesday and Thursday. I hate watching basketball every
2: single day. I hate
0: it. Every single time I have to watch an ESPN game. And I have to see there. I'm like, get off the screen. I hate you people so much. <laughs> oh my god. Um, sorry about that. Anyways, Denver at nine. Denver at nine. Um. I think they would take I I think they would help out Patrick. Um, their secondaries of strength. Justin Simmons, Patrick. You add on Ahmad Garner, Andre Booth, Andrew Booth Jr. I think Andrew is. I mean. Pro Football Network has him ranked as a top five player. I think he kind of is as well. But he's probably going to fall based upon, like, team needs and players and stuff like that. So, I'm taking Ahmad Gardner, who I love, um, at nine. And then Andrew Booth Jr. is, like, the next guy that I would take after that. Jets at ten. After the Jets took Hakeem Aquanu. Damn. What a—what an— like a dynamic offensive line you could have in New York if you took Akeem Aquanu, Makai Becton, and Elijah Tucker in the last three years, and then you added on Tyler uh, Linderbaum as well. I don't think they would do that. I think they're looking at one of the corners, either Andrew Booth Jr., Derek Stingley, Amad Gardner maybe at tenth overall, and they're just like too good to pass up. Let's go ahead and get Andrew Booth Jr. or Amad Gardner or whomever at the tenth overall spot. I could be wrong; I'm not sure, but I feel like Robert Sala is gonna be like, "Come on, guys! Like we've we spent a bajillion picks on offensive line. I would be shocked at the amount of patience, uh, composure, and discipline he would have to be able to just completely." like fling his defense into the third row and it'd be like yeah we're not drafting for defense we're drafting to make the team better i'm like oh that's kind of cool um washington at number 11 you know it's funny I was watching this uh Washington what was it this Washington press thing where they had one of the uh, the main press girls for for uh, the Washington football team. I forgot her name. I think her name is Julie Davenport, right? She's like one of the main heads of the media team at at the Washington football team. And so she was interviewing Ron Rivera and Ron Rivera said something very interesting. He said, we're going to essentially pursue all avenues, which is what you're supposed to say. You're supposed to, he said, we're going to pursue all avenues to try and get a quarterback this season, right? And I thought that was interesting because um, they don't have a quarterback. They still don't have a quarterback. He's entering into his third year. They're the Washington – excuse me. They're the Washington commanders now. They need a quarterback. I don't know if they'll get one. But you constantly hear, you know, we'll pursue all avenues. We'll do this. Will they get one in the draft? I don't think – I don't think so. I think they're probably going to – (sighs) probably try and trade for Jimmy Garoppolo and then they're going to lie to themselves and be like, yeah, we got Jimmy Garoppolo, man. He's an awesome quarterback. We got him. And it's just like, okay. That's what I feel like. They're probably going to trade for a quarterback. That's not very good. Jimmy Garoppolo, they may make a phone call to Atlanta. I kind of would. I would be like, Hmm, Matt Ryan to Atlanta. That's a pretty good, not uh to Atlanta to Washington. I'm like, that's actually kind of a pretty good trade. I'm like, okay. But Washington, man, they're a joke. Would they take Matt Coral here? I think he's overrated. Would they also be tempted? You know what? I feel like they with and I talked about it, right? I said Ahmad Gardner, Andrew Booth are in my opinion, top ten picks. And I talked about how I wouldn't take Derek Stingley here really in the top 10 to maybe even the top 15 because he's just, he's a question mark. He really is. Like, I saw him in his rookie year. He was awesome. He was, like, one of the, probably the best corner prospects of the last, maybe since, like, Jalen Ramsey. He was awesome. Maybe even better than Jalen. The problem is he never, he, he hasn't played like that in, like, three years. But I feel like, they would be, like, they would be, like I, like, I feel like it would be too tempting for them not to get Derek Stingley and to help out their defense a little bit more. And I feel like they would make a trade for one of these quarterbacks, for Jimmy Garoppolo, for maybe a Matt Ryan, probably not. I don't know if they actually do that. Or Teddy Bridgewater, like a Band-Aid over a bullet hole, and they would lie to themselves, and they would be like, we're only a quarterback away, and then they still are a quarterback away after the trade. Like, Okay. All right, so, yeah, Derek Stingley, number 11. I think that's maybe what Washington would do. Maybe, we will see. Vikings at 12 overall, they said today that they're interested in, like, Kirk Cousins and keeping Kirk Cousins or whatever. Maybe not interested in keeping Kirk Cousins, but they're, like, but they're still sold on Kirk Cousins. So it kind of begs the question, okay, well, where do we go from here as a football team with the Vikings, because their defense, in my opinion, is kind of in shambles. And I think they wouldn't take Tyler Linderbaum here. I think he, like, spoiler alert, I think he'll probably fall to Dallas. I think Kenyon Green or Tyler Linderbaum would fall to Dallas. Like, one of them, I don't think people are going to be hyped up on Tyler Linderbaum. And the reason why is because I keep hearing, well, his size, he's not a very good player. His His size, his size, like, stuff like that. But um, I actually got his name right. His name is Kevin O'Call. His name is Kevin O'Connelly, instead of O'Coilly. I thought it was. I thought he had two L's in his name. <laughs> but no, his name is Kevin O'Connell. He's the new head coach of the Vikings. I would be tempted here to take one of the wide receivers, but I'm not. I may even be tempted to take Tyler Linderbaum here, but I'm not. So it'd be like defense here for everybody that's screaming at me. Take a take a linebacker. They have two awesome linebackers here, by the way. They have um, what's his name? Eric Kendricks and Anthony Barr. They have two really really nice linebackers. Would they take an offensive lineman? I maybe, but maybe they would also feel uncomfortable with. Tyler Lunderbaum, because again, one of the main criticisms is his height. So a lot of people are like, "Oh man, he sucks. He's he, he's too small. His arms are he's like a dinosaur or whatever." And it's just like, okay. But yes, I think they would maybe go defense here, and maybe I, I'm a big fan of Kyre Alam. I love him. Bit of a reach. They don't need a wide receiver. Maybe they need another running back, but I think this is too early for a running back. Some people are like, I mean, it depends on what side of the equation you ask when it comes to Minnesota. Like some people are like, maybe we go out and we get a quarterback and we, instead of trying to roll with freaking Kirk Cousins, maybe we go out and get somebody. I don't, I don't really know if that's the case, but I don't know. It's so weird. They're so weird as an organization. The Vikings. I don't know. I, I don't know what they don't. What they would do. I don't have any information at all. I'm just gonna freaking pop off a shot in the dark and say that they would maybe get a corner here because they don't have any corners and they have enough linebackers. I'm gonna say they get Ky- Kyra Lamb. So next up at thirteen is the Browns. The Browns are a joke, joke because of Baker Mayfield. But they're probably going to go out and get a wide receiver for him. And they're going to lie to themselves, and they're going to say to themselves, well, Baker is still an awesome quarterback, and da 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 and we can win a game with him. And, I mean, that's what they're saying right now. They're saying, well, we can win with Baker, and, you know, they're they're lying to themselves, obviously. I think they're going to take a wide receiver. I don't really think that it matters too much, because I think that there's going to be some teams that just go ahead and take a wide receiver. And I think that wide receiver will be probably Chris Olave, or Jamison Williams, or Traylon Burks. Mm, I have to think about this. You know what? Baker's inaccurate. They'll take Traylon Burks. <laughs> they'll take what? They'll take Jamison Williams, or excuse me, they'll take Drake London or or Traylon Burks because Baker Mayfield is inaccurate. So they're like, we got to have a big framed wide out because he just cannot freaking throw accurate downfield. You know, Odell Beckham Jr. has to reach outside of his frame to try and come back and catch a pass and freaking the one-handed magician and Odell can't catch these Terribly thrown passes. So, they're probably going to get Traylon Burks. Um, Ray, Ravens here, I don't think they'll take a wide receiver. I think maybe this is where, like, I think this may be where they take a, take a offensive lineman. Hint, hint, Tyler Lunderbaum. And the reason why, I think they need to rebuild their offensive line. I think they're smart enough to, like, acknowledge that. And I said, like, I thought that Dallas in this mock draft would get Tyler Lunderbaum or he would fall to Dallas. This is the tricky thing. Like, I don't know how much people, evo- not evaluate, but I don't know how much, like, people, like, um, value certain positions. Like, I, I would. I would have taken Ty- uh, Tyler in, like, the top ten, but I don't know if people value him that way. It's, it's, again, it's like, you know, doing a bunch of mock drafts is like trying to fucking shoot a like, trying to fucking shoot a moving target with your eyes blind while riding a horse, you know, that's galloping at, you know, full gallop. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. I'm watching, like, these two weebs run around on Wipeout. I'm watching Wipeout now because John Cena's on it. And his name is John Cena! Dun, 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 dun. And then I just saw Rob Gronkowski's girlfriend like freaking spit out fire like she's Godzilla. I'm like, what the fuck is going on? What the fuck is going on in this TV show? What the fuck is going on? Jesus Christ. <clears throat> anyway, sorry. Um, 14th overall, Ravens. Hollywood Brown is getting to... Are you happy with... The question is... Is Baltimore happy with the wide receiving core? Are they happy with the offensive line? Because it's obvious they need offensive line help. I don't think they would take a center here, now that I think about it, because I think that it's – I think that they would think that it would be like, okay, we're addressing the problem indirectly and not directly, but we can potentially get somebody who can directly help out the football team directly. And, I don't know, maybe it would be another linebacker? Like maybe you would take a Devin Lloyd here, which I said Devin Lloyd and N'Kobe Dean like fifth in the teens. I think this is an appropriate time to take both of them or one of them. So I would take, they like big linebackers. I would pair Devin Lloyd with Patrick Queen here if I'm the Ravens. The Eagles have the 15th, 16th, and 19th picks respectively. So they got a lot of they got a lot of brass in their shorts. I think they'll take. Ah man. They drafted Landon Dickens, Dickerson. They transitioned him from playing center to guard. He's big enough to play guard, but he was a big ass center, which was the appeal of him, in my opinion. Not that he could play guard, but that he could dominate at center. Jason Kelsey's about to retire, but they're like, let's get him some reps anyways at guard. I think they think that he is their succession plan to Jason Kelsey. And I think that that is why they're not going to take Tyler here, because I think that that's what they think. They're like, we had to play him because we had to, but he's going to slide on the inside when Jason retires. And we drafted his backup plan, who unfortunately had to play guard uh, before he was ready to play guard. That's what I think. I could be wrong, but that's what I think. But I think that they'll take a linebacker here because, good God, they've needed a linebacker for like three or four years, and they've just completely neglected that position. So they'll take N'Kobe Dean out of Georgia. And then um, at 16th overall, you can take a wideout. I mean, I would not mind it if they took two wideouts, to be honest with you. You can take uh, Chris Olave here, Garrett Wilson, Drake London, um, I think they may take Drake London because he's a bigger framed wide receiver and they already have, you know, yeah. Devante, who's a I mean, he's 170, so I think they're gonna take Drake London. And then the Chargers are up at number 17th overall. Which is kind of an interesting like proposition. Because I think they also need a wide receiver as well. I think that's like blatantly obvious, but I don't know if they'll go out and get a wide receiver, if I'm 100% honest with you? I don't know. It's so confusing. I don't know if they would get one. Fuck, would they get one? I think they would, but they also, God, man. Like Jordan Davis is kind of like staring right in your face. Awesome player. He's just, like, pairing him with, like, Joey Bosa would help take a little bit of pressure off of him as, like, a run-stuffer. I don't know. It's so hard. Would they take a defensive player this high? Yeah, they would. And I think they would take Jordan Davis to add to their defensive line because I don't think – Who are my corners that are left? Roger McQuarrie. I think that's a little bit too soon. Yeah, all of my corners are left. I think they would take a defensive player. And I think they would, I don't know where they ranked in the running game. So I could be off on this, but I think maybe they would take Jordan Davis. 17th overall saints at 18th. A lot of people have been mocking a wide receiver here. (laughs) I don't think so. I think they think that they need a quarterback. I don't think that Taysom Hill or Jameis Winston I you know what? Maybe I'll I'll retract that. Maybe they think that Jameis can get it done, and maybe they think that they need I mean, they didn't have any wide receivers at all last year. I think they may take a wide receiver. I was about to say they'd take a quarterback, but then I'm like, Chris Olave is way more like, he's way he's a way better. In a way more secure draft pick and a prospect than probably Kenny Pickett or Malik Willis. And I think they'll probably take Chris Olave. And then back to the Eagles at 19th overall. Who would they take here? Eagles. I don't think they would take Tyler Linderbaum. They have Javon Hargrave. They have Fletcher Cox. Trevor Penning. Isn't that big of a reach? The offensive tackle out of Northern Iowa. I don't think you take David Ajabo here. Maybe Daxton Hill. Trevon Walker. Who's a Trevon Walker, I think? The pass rusher out of Georgia? Oh, sweet Jesus. That would be a great pick. Right? I can't remember who the... Um, the difference is it Devonte wyatt or is it walker who's like the good one i can't remember But they'll take the edge rusher out of georgia who's actually kind of like one of the best pass rushers in the draft at number 19 and then at 20 the sealers will take obviously <coughs> excuse me malik willis quarterback out of liberty patriots are like bro we need a wide receiver there's Garrett Wilson or Jamison Williams or whatever permutation of the wide receivers that you want here. We have a wide receiver here that we can give out to people. They'll take Garrett Wilson or Chris Olave or whomever here, and they'll just be a better football team for Boom, Garrett Wilson. I was like weirded out because I was like for a hot minute, I thought they were going to go out and get a center. I thought that Tyler Linderbaum wouldn't be here. I thought in the same thing I think may happen if Kenyon Green is is there as well, because I think teams can talk themselves out of these two players. I think they're like, well, um, Tyler Kenyon Green's a guard. Tyler Linderbaum is an undersized center. He actually could fall to Dallas. I'm trying to like make this hard. Like the Raiders are like the only other team that I feel like would not take. They 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 would have to take a wide receiver, especially considering that they don't really have a wide receiver. And because David Carr carried them. So it would have to be either a center or a wide receiver. If I'm them, I would take Tyler. Or if I'm myself, I would take Tyler. But if I'm them, I think they would take a wide receiver. And they would take Jamison Williams. And they would freaking go out and they would lie to themselves. And they would be like, well, we can – well, we love a wide receiver over, over whatever. Um. 23 overall, the Cardinals, the reason why the Cardinals wouldn't take a quarterback or not a quarterback and a um, Tyler Linderbaum is because they have Rodney Hudson, uh, not Hudson, Rodney Hudson, Rodney Houston. I forgot his name, but their center is actually really, really good.
2: <clears throat>
0: so I don't think that they would take him, but there's not, oh, they would take um, Trevor Penning tackle out of Northern Iowa. That would be a great pick for them. And then Dallas would take Tyler Linderbaum. I'm like Trevor Penning, Northern Iowa guy. Vi Violent. Violent offensive lineman. Super violent offensive lineman. And the thing that's like the one thing that I saw every single time I saw him play. I was just like, oh, he's super violent. And he's big and he's strong. He's like 6'7, 325, something like that. He's a gigantic human being. But he also kind of has position flexibility. He could also kind of play guard as well. Super interesting player, Trevor Pinning. Then Dallas would take Tyler. And there was like a couple of times, like I thought the Eagles may get him, but then I was just like, eh, they, they drafted Landon, and they may transition him back to center maybe if Jason Kelsey retired. I felt like the reason why they drafted him last year was because I was just like, Jason will retire – Last year or something like that. And then Landon will come in or Landon will take over in a year or two. Dallas gets one of the best players in the draft. And the reality of the situation is, I mean, I don't think the draft will work out this way. I hate saying that because that immediately devalues devalues like literally an hour's worth of work. But the reason why I say that is that like, this is me being like, this is me trying to think like what, these teams would do, but also like kind of being smart. Like one team is going to screw up and one team is going to, um, is going to make a stupid ass selection. And then it's just like going to be, Oh, cool. Like, um, like two or three players are going to fall. Like, I don't know if Jameson Williams will fall or one of these other guys will fall. I don't know. I'm super confused sometimes. Cause I'm like, fuck, I don't know if you're going to fall or not, but I do think Tyler will be there at 24th overall, or more specific, maybe not Tyler, but I think a good football player will be there for Dallas at 24th overall. Anyways, 25th overall. God, I'm watching Wipeout right now. There's these two couples. There's this couple, there's this girl and this guy. I can tell this girl, (laughs) this girl does not want to be there. She does not want to be there. She fucking got knocked off one of the, one of these like moving freaking I don't even know what they are moving platforms. And as she was like swimming up, she was just like, I don't want to be here. She's wearing these like super, super pretty and cute leggings. And, um, I mean, she's probably just, I mean, I can only imagine what's going on in her pants right now. Not at all. God, not in like a weird way. But it's just, like, I can just imagine just how just, like, uh, just disgusting what's going on in her yoga pants right now is. And then she, like... <laughs> the funny thing is, as she got knocked off of the platform, she f- still found a way to, like, freaking hold on. Like, like, you know how, like, some people, when they dive in pools, they, like, plug their noses so that way water doesn't get in? I never do that. So water always gets in my face. But, like, she... Even while getting knocked off a platform, still found a fucking way to do that in midair. And I was just like, oh, God. She does not want to be there. (laughs) Yeah, She does. Like, she's just like, I want the money. But, damn it, I kind of look stupid right (laughs) right now. And it fucking hurts. Oh, God. I think I just saw Rob Gronkowski's girlfriend scream wipeout. Do they always scream wipeout? Yeah. God. I remember watching this TV show as a kid. It was like a safer version of Jackass, too. But it was still kind of like Jackass. People still got thrown around and embarrassed. But, you know, they didn't get hurt, as far as I know. They probably did. I mean, some of these people I'm watching, I'm like, that is a concussion right there. But, you know, I don't know. Anyways, 25th overall. Oh, God. God, man. Bill's um, I think they take a wide receiver here. Do they take a wide receiver? or Do they take another running back, man? Or, uh, I mean, their defense is loaded. I think we've talked about it ad nauseum. They have Micah, uh, Micah Hyde, Jordan Poyer, Tredavious White. There's, a, there's, you know, there's a corner that I that I like. There's a couple of corners who I like here. I like Raji Raji, Roger McQuarrie here. He's not a good tackler, like, at all. But I like Roger McCreary here. Yeah. Tredavious White is not an outside corner at all. He is inside. And um, Roger McCreary is going to play outside. 26th overall, I think, is where David Ajabo goes the pass rusher out of Michigan, the stud, speed rusher, power rusher, all that good stuff out of Michigan to pair with Bud Dupree on kind of an emerging defensive line. This is the defensive line, by the way, that sacked Joe Burrow like nine times in the playoffs. Shockingly enough, they played better than I thought they would. More specifically, Bud Dupree. So I'm kind of interested to see how that would work out with David Ajabo. 26th overall apparently Tampa at 27 is trying to find a quarterback we discussed it all last night and yesterday and we'll kind of discuss it right now because we still even we still haven't even done the divisions yet and it's been like two hours Jesus Christ but um Tampa at 27 is is an interesting football team because they still they'll probably have like a wide receiver need like they'll have like one wide receiver that they want but they also need a quarterback. And I don't know if they'll have a first-round draft pick. Like, if they try to trade for Deshaun, like, say, kiss this first-round draft pick, goodbye. And they definitely should trade for Deshaun or Russell Wilson. Um, God. Bucks at 27. But they also need a running back as well. That's the thing. They need a running back as well. And Kenneth Walker here is a great one. It's just you know what's you know what the problem with the Bucks are? They need a quarterback. Talk to me when they get a quarterback. Zion Johnson is also a good pick here as well at 27th. I don't know. It's so confusing. I I just don't know what they're gonna do. Jahan Dotson here. I think Jahan Dotson paired with Mike Williams is a great pick. Jahan Dotson, twenty seventh overall, help out whoever you want. I thought they were going to rock with Kyle Trask. They still may in a couple of years. It's just kind of hard to figure out if Kyle Trask is like the guy that they want. It's obvious that they don't considering that they were like, yeah, we're going to try and trade for Russell Wilson and Deshaun Watson. And then we're going to try and like get on our hands and needs and plead with Tom to come back. Please, Tom, come back. Please, Tom, we don't want to run out with Kyle Trask. Please, dear God. So we'll kind of see what happens. But yes, it's um, we'll see what happens with them. Uh, Green Bay at 28 perfect position to get David Bell, a really, really awesome, um, uh, wide out from Purdue. I love David Bell. Not sure how other people feel about him. I'm like, do they need anything else? If they're going to roll with Aaron, they need another wide receiver. If they're not going to roll with Aaron and Devontae Adams wants to be traded and still does as the season goes along, then that's kind of an issue. I'm not a big fan of Allen was... I'm not a big fan of the majority of the guys that they have there, but I think they do need another wideout. I think it's super important. David Bell, 28th overall. Miami, 29th overall. How did they get this pick? Uh, I have no idea. They were not like... Whose pick is this again? I have no idea how Miami is 29th overall. Oh, did they... I think they moved back, and then they swapped picks, and then they... They did some mess to put them in this position. <laughs> I'm like, I don't know how they got here. Don't ask me. Um, But anyways, God, man, this is so hard. Miami, you know what? They need another wide receiver. There's none here that I would take here. But also Kenneth Walker is here. Why would you not get Kenneth Walker? You need an offensive lineman. I mean, you could get, for example, Zion Johnson here, and I would be like, oh, that makes sense. I don't know. It's so, it's really, really difficult. Would I get Zion Johnson? Or would I, uh I would help Tua. They, they have terrible tackles. There's not a good tackle here. I'm just going to draft a running back to help out Tua, and I'm just going to be like, we kind of have to figure out the running game. it really really sucks. Kenneth Walker, 29th overall to to Miami. 30 Kansas City. Um God, man. They need another wideout. <laughs> I need another wideout. There's nobody here. They're all gone. All of them are gone. Demarvin Leal is here, who's like the defensive tackle out of A who everybody wouldn't shut up about. But then I watched him and I was just like, I don't, I don't get him at all. I think he could potentially go here because, or Daxton Hill or Jaquan, or Jaquan Brisker if they don't bring back Tyron Matthew because he's gone as well. take to Marvin Leo I think he's I think pairing him with Chris Jones as like an additional pass rushing defensive tackle could kind of be an interesting situation he could also be like an edge rusher he's such he's such a weird player because he can play edge he can play defensive tackle he can play all of those positions like he can play all those positions but he can't play the majority of those positions very well like that's kind of the problem with DeMarvin Leal is that he can play like a lot of positions, but none of them very well. Anyways, Bengals at thirty-one. Damn. Need another offensive lineman. You know this to me is an easy one. If the guard Zion Johnson is there, he's not a tackle. They they drafted Jackson Carmen. The tackle out of Clemson like a couple of years ago, but he didn't play at all because or he he didn't play at all at tackle. He played at guard. But Jackson Carmen didn't play in the Super Bowl. I don't know if he was like injured or not. I haven't been like keeping up 100% with him, but I don't know if he was like out because he was hurt. I don't know if he was out because he didn't play well. I'm not sure. It's so hard to figure out some of these teams sometimes. I don't really care. I'm taking Zion Johnson. I'm trying to help out Joe as best as I possibly can. And then 32 overall, once again, Bengals. Do they take a quarterback? I mean, Kenny Pickett is still here. I think they do. I don't think in a real – I don't know if Kenny Pickett is here if I'm 100% honest with you. Is he? I think – yeah, this makes sense. Because everybody keeps on saying to me that X team won't take X player. Like, like this This is a weak quarterback draft. We can't take quarterbacks here and da-da-da-da-da. I think Kenny Pickett still could be here. I think Matt Correll could still be here. I think Malik Willis. I think all these guys could be here because everybody's underrating this quarterback draft like a motherfucker. So, I think, yeah, Malik Willis could be here. I think Kenny Pickett could be here. I think they could be here because everybody keeps on underrating this quarterback draft and – Goodness gracious, is that so fucking frustrating. Once again, Jacksonville at one gets Evan Neal. Lions at two gets Kavion Thibodeau. Texans at three gets Aiden Hutchinson. Jets at four gets Akeem Aquanu. Giants at five get Charles Cross. Panthers at six get Kenyon Green. Giants at seven get Kyle Hamilton. Falcons at eight get George Karloftis. Broncos at nine gets Ahmad Gardner. Jets at ten gets Andrew Booth Jr. Washington gets at eleven Derek Stingley at twelve. The Vikings go out and get a corner and Kyra Lamb at thirteen. Browns get Traylon Burks because Baker Mayfield can't throw an accurate pass to save his life. Even though that the Baltimore Ravens probably want to get maybe another excuse me another wide receiver, they get. Devin Lloyd, let me plug in my computer. It's almost out of battery. Ugh. sorry about that. I know it's going to I know we've been talking about drafts and stuff like that for like an hour, but we're going to hit on the divisions and then we're going to peace out for 2 weeks. Uh pa pa what was I Oh yeah, Devin Lloyd at 14 to the Ravens, Nicobe Dean. At 15 to the Eagles, as well as Drake London at 16 to the Eagles, 17th overall, Jordan Davis goes to the Chargers, 18th overall, Chris Olave goes to the Saints, at 19 Travon Walker, the edge rusher out of Georgia goes to the Eagles, Malik Willis goes to the Steelers because apparently Mike Tomlin is infatuated with him and apparently they have this dumbass rule like the Lions where they don't like to select players from their respective state schools. 20, the Patriots go out and they get another awesome receiver for Mac Jones, Mac EJ, the Mac 10, and Garrett Wilson. Jamison Williams goes to the Raiders as well. Trevor Penning, the Northern Iowa tackle, goes to the Indianapolis, not the Indianapolis, excuse me, to the Arizona Cardinals. Tyler Linderbaum goes to the Dallas Cowboys. Hold on. I'm watching Wipeout again. This is like the first time in like a decade that I've watched Wipeout so confused. God, they have two guys that just slap each other's ass a bunch. I guess. Okay, regardless. Um that's that's what they promote. That's not what I promote. That's what they promote. Sorry. Um Roger McQuerry goes to the Bills at 25. The Tennessee Titans get David O'Jabo, Edge Rusher out of Michigan. 27th overall, the Bucks go to uh, the Bucks get Jahan Dotson. 28th, the Green Bay Packers select the um, the wide receiver out of Purdue, David Bell. The Miami Dolphins at 29th get Kenneth Walker and Marvin Leal. 30, I was about to say 31st overall, but it's 30th. He goes to the Kansas City Chiefs, Zion Johnson, the guard, because Jesus H Christ, the Bengals need to help out Joe Burrow. Um, they get Zion Johnson, the guard, out of Boston College, and then Kenny Pickett somehow falls, some quarterback may fall to the Lions, potentially, maybe, because everybody and their mother keeps on telling me how bad this quarterback draft is, that, ladies and gentlemen, is the final mock draft that we will do for, like, two weeks, cool beans, who said that, oh, yeah, it was um Speed Racer's girlfriend, cool beans, she always says that, <clears throat> All right, so let's talk about the final divisions that we're going to be talking about today, or really in um in the next couple of weeks, or not? Uh, oh my god, I'm I'm confusing myself. I apologize. Let's talk about the AFC South and the NFC South. Those are the final two divisions that we're going to be talking about here for two weeks. I think I tried to say that, but failed miserably at saying that. Okay. So let's start off with the NFC South and more specifically Tampa. So Tampa is in a really, really weird spot because Tampa will, prob- will have a lot of its core of that Super Bowl team go away in free agency. But then what will also happen is... Um what? Kanye West just oh my god, Jesus Christ. Kanye West just announces everybody or not er- announces everybody, but Jesus Christ, he just does on just a whole bunch of different stuff. Kanye West just announced that Donda won't be on streaming services and I'm just like, "Oh god." Hold on. Good. Sorry. I'm just looking at a bunch of stuff. Hold on. What? What? Hold on. What is he saying? What? Oh, my God. Hold on. So Kanye West said, Donda 2 will only be available on my own platform the Stem Player, I have no idea what that is, not on Apple, Amazon, Spotify, or YouTube. Today, artists, today's artists, get just 12% of the money the industry makes. I concur, the industry, I mean, it's it's ridiculous how much money they make, especially when they can't even fucking realize that all falls down. It's like a great track. It's time to free music from this oppressive system. It's time to take control and build our own. Go to StemPlayer.com now to order. I mean... Again, I think Kanye's a piece of shit. There's once in a blue boat where he actually does, like, something's correct. Anyways, off of Kanye West. NFC South. I was about to say NFC West. NFC South, right? So, Bucks. they go out. They don't have a quarterback. They're trying to get Tom Brady back. They're trying to um they're trying to make sure that they don't have to play without Tom. Um I don't know if they will, but they still have some nice pieces. I think they franchise they franchise tagged, they signed Shaq Barrett, they brought back JPP on like a one year deal, and Dominican Sue as well. I don't know like all their free agents. They're going to need like some pieces. That's very, very clear. But like a lot of their important players, like Devin Lloyd, not Devin Lloyd, Devin White, Shaq Barrett. Antoine Winfield Jr., they really do need another corner as well, but they just they don't have one, and I don't know if they'll be able to get one in the draft depending on how good teams are at drafting. But like Devin Lloyd, or not Devin Lloyd, but Devin White, Levante David, they'll be there. Antoine Winfield Jr., they'll still have their core of their defense. Vita Vea, I think he also got a franchise, not a franchise tag, a contract extension as well. We'll kind of see what happens. But they kind of they I mean they obviously need to figure out the quarterback position. I'm trying to think of like the Bucks could still win that division because that division doesn't have Sean Payton in it, and I don't believe in Matt Rule or Arthur Smith to be honest with you. I wouldn't be like super surprised if they do. But God, man, they've got to figure out that position being that position being the quarterback position. Hold on, what is going on here? What is going on somehow two moms made it to like the second round of wipeout I don't know how goodness gracious and that girl is like wearing like some type of like compression sleeves or whatever in her outfit so she is just like it's like a freaking it's just like a freaking second layer I'm actually kind of interested in watching Wipeout, not for like the last, but just for like, I want to see who wins. It's a competition show. I'm I'm interested in the competition. Hold on. Okay. I'm like, I'm looking at fun moms get absolutely blasted with paint in her face. You also, whenever I question this show, I'm like, I could do some of this stuff. I'm not that cocky where I'm like, I can do everything or I'm that athletic, but I feel like my hand-eye coordination would be better than like the majority of people on this show if I'm 100% honest with you. Like some of this stuff, it's just like, just, you know, like, come on. Like it shouldn't be this hard. It's anti coordination stuff. I don't know. But then it's just like, that's what everybody says. <laughs> like, everybody's just like, I can be on Wife Out. I can join this show. And then it's just like they make fools of themselves in front of millions of people on national television. I'm like, ah, I don't know. I feel like I could do it. God. Anyways, sorry about that. Um, Bucks need a quarterback. Uh, talk to me when they do. But also, their division is so fucking weak that they could win the division very, very easily. Very easily. It's just, can X whoever comes in at quarterback and can their secondary actually play at a pretty, like, reasonable level? Because if it can, then, I mean, I think they'll win. I think they have the best coaching. I think they have the best players. Besides maybe the saints defense who also has like some pretty awesome football players as well. It's just like, I feel like they have, I I feel like they have the best team in that division. Um, Speaking of a team that doesn't have the best players, doesn't have the best coaches, doesn't have a quarterback. And I don't even know who their GM is, but I mean the head coach and Matt rule probably should be fired soon. Probably will be fired after next year. Let's talk about the, uh, the Carolina Panthers because yikes, uh, are they not a good football team? <laughs> I mean, they're not a playoff team. They're terrible. Not a playoff team. They're bad. Panthers, what are you going to do? You know, besides make smart, accurate decisions, I guess. I don't know. I mean, I said it all. They, they're they lacking in offensive line. They're lacking in um wide receivers not wide receivers they have DJ Moore. they just I feel like they just do dumb shit you know I feel like they just make dumb decisions all the time like trying to sell people that Sam Darnold is like an actual quarterback that can actually play the sport of football (laughs) they're just like yeah we got Sam Darnold I think they traded him for they traded like a second round draft pick for him and I was so pissed off because I was just like it's not worth a second rounder He sucks what are you doing but they did and what a surprise, he was terrible, and what a surprise, um, <clears throat> like, they're they're struggling in year three to find a quarterback. After, like, releasing Cam Newton, and then bringing him back, and then being like, oh, shit, Cam sucks, we, like, we, like what do we do now? Like, I don't know, figure it out. It's your shitty head coach who made that decision, paired with your shitty GM. I don't know. Panthers, they suck as a football organization and as a team. Saints, they're kind of a complete team. They have a lot of great players. They have a lot of great players, especially on their defense. Demario Davis, Cam Jordan, Marshawn Lattimore. They have great players. It's just no quarterback. And Alvin Kamara, I don't know what's going on with his legal situation at all. Like, I don't know if he'll actually be in jail at the beginning of the season. I'm I'm not sure. I don't know. Also, Mike Thomas, apparently they want him to return. But at the exact same time, I don't know if he wants to as well. Very confused on the Mike Thomas situation. But Mike Thomas, their star receiver who almost had, like, the same amount of yards as Jerry Rice. I mean, he was, like, he was looking to be, like, one of the next great wide receivers. And I still think he is. I just think that the Saints and him don't really get along, to be honest with you. So, it's a weird situation to be in. It's like Tampa and the Saints are kind of the same team where they're loaded offensively and defensively. Maybe not on both sides, but they have great players on one of the sides and like a couple of players on the other. But they're both like missing a quarterback. Like I feel like whoever gets that quarterback first as quickly as humanly possible, they'll probably be like a contender. Which is why like... I remember in the mock draft, I picked, like, a wide receiver for the Saints. The Saints could also go out and get a quarterback just as easily, to be honest with you. I'm very, very excited to see what's going to happen with the Saints. They're an interesting football team. Um, Anyways, Falcons. God, man, they're so far away. Jesus Christ, are they so far away? The Falcons are, like... They don't have an... Like, I, I talked about it, I think, during the draft. They don't have an offensive line. um Their defensive line is primarily composed of Grady Jarrett, which is why I was just like, yeah, they'll go out and get George office because mm-hmm. they don't have anyone else. They only have A.J. Terrell, and I don't know if Calvin uh, or Riley Ridley, excuse me, or his name is Calvin Ridley, excuse me, he's coming back. I don't know. We'll see. Falcons are a really, really fucking shitty team, though. I don't even know if, like... Their coach is a good coach. That's how bad of a football team they are. Very confused about them. But who knows? The Falcons? We'll see. We'll see about the Falcons. God. I don't know. I don't think the Falcons are... I mean, I I said it. They're not a good team. I was about to say I don't think they're a quarterback away. I I don't know. The Falcons... Matt Ryan probably is going to retire or leave in the next couple of years and the Falcons, I mean, they're in a rebuild. They need to find their quarterback like soon. They're officially out of contention. They need to find their quarterback. I don't know. Apparently the band that that the Peacemaker TV show, like, plays the, uh, the song. Apparently, like, they had a live acoustic version of it. I'm not mad at it. I haven't heard it, but I just saw it online. God. God. I don't know what to do. Anyways, um, AFC South, let's talk about it. After the end, I'm getting really distracted now. My attention span is starting to diminish. AFC South, Jags. I wrote in my notes this is the direct quote. I wrote, Help Trevor get some O line help for him. (laughs) And then that was it. I was just like, Just help Trevor Lawrence out. Because God, you people suck. God, the Jags suck. They're so fucking terrible. Holy shit. Jacksonville for some weird reason. I mean, like they traded off all of their best defensive players and they still, their defense still sucks and they still don't have any offensive players. It's just like, you guys suck as an organization. Guys traded all these players. Your defense still sucks. Your offense still sucks. Like figure it out, dude. Goodness gracious. They're terrible. Yeah, but that's it. Help out Trevor. Not even going to spend any more time on it. Um, I wrote down in my notes about the Texans that they're an expansion team, and that's that's all I'll say on them. There's no analysis, there's no smart witty commentary, there's no, you know, in-depth analysis. They they're an expansion team. Talk to me when they're not an expansion team. And before people say to me, Well, you you gotta you gotta analyze them, 24, you gotta analyze them and da 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 And it's just like Bro, they were about to hire a former football player who coached high school football last year and not college or NFL as their head coach who had zero coaching experience in college or pros that's who they were going to hire as their head coach before the lawsuit that's who they were going to hire they're an expansion team and then when they found out oh we can't hire him they're like oh cool well Have to hire Lovey Smith instead, who's probably going to be in and out just like David Culley in a couple of years as well, or more specifically in a year. I mean, they're an expansion team. Anyways, Colts. Um. I wrote in my notes that they're an overall mess. That's not true. I was just trying to get out. I was like I could I could see the finish line. I'm like I'm I'm looking at the final leg of the marathon that I've run for the last 6 months and I was just like get me out. I was so excited to leave. Colts are they're no they're not an overall mess. They're just a mess at quarterback and at offense and uh, but they have a, a really, really decent team. They're, like a lot of teams that I've mentioned today, they're a quarterback away from potentially being a deep playoff contender. Some people would say a Super Bowl contender. I would hesitate before I actually see them play this year. But yeah, they're they're probably a quarterback away from being a playoff team, I would say. But um, I mean, I mean, they're loaded, man. They have Quinn Nelson. They have you know, like a size, like not a sizable, like a suitable offensive line. They have Jonathan Taylor. Who's like, who's one of the best running backs last year. People were like, he should be the MVP. I'm like, no, he shouldn't be. Um, they have a pretty decent wide receiving core. You can maybe add on somebody else after T Y Hilton. How many did Michael Pittman jr. I don't know. Did he break a, a thousand yards? I think he did. I don't know if he did actually. Yeah, he did. He broke a thousand. Yeah. Yeah. He was a, he was a pretty decent receiver. 88 receptions, a thousand yards, 12.3, you know, yards per catch, six touchdowns. Yeah. He was great. Yeah. I'm like, we can move forward with Michael. I was like, if he had 800 yards, I'd be like, mm, mm, mm. we would have some problems, but I'm like, he's, yeah, no, he's on the path. He's on the right path. He's what he's doing what he needs to do. Did T.Y. have a good season? That's like another question that needs to be asked. I'm like, let me. I don't know if T.Y. Ha, had a thousand yards last year. I don't talk about the Colts at all. So that's why I'm like, I, it doesn't look like he did. Yeah, he had 331 yards. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's probably done. Yeah, it kind of sucks because T.Y. was like one of the best. wide. T.Y. should probably be a Hall of Famer. Considering that Marvin Harrison and Reggie Wayne can't fucking get into the Hall of Fame. Is Marvin Harrison a Hall of Famer? I know Reggie Wayne isn't. Marvin Harrison, HOF. Is he a Hall of Famer? I think he is. Yeah, he was the class of 2016. Okay, cool. I was like, I don't know if he is because it's just like they like Reggie Wayne should be a Hall of Famer. And it's just like. I don't know. God, man. So weird. They're like almost the same player in the sense of like, oh my God. And in the sense of like how, like how their statistics stack up, I guess. But sorry, regardless, going back to the Colts. Yeah. Like they, they have good enough players to go to the playoffs. They just don't have a quarterback and they desperately need a quarterback. Finally, with the Titans here, um, Ryan Tannehill took a huge step back after having two really, really awesome seasons with the Titans. I thought he was going to be significantly better than what he was. I guess you could put some of that on Arthur Smith. I thought he actually didn't really contribute that much to um, to the Titans, but seeing how bad the the Titans played this year, it's kind of obvious that Oh my god, wow, like, the Titans are kind of missing... Um, frick, I'm watching this... freaking ad for that new Super Pets movie with Crypto the Super Dog and Axe or Abel or Ace. There we go. Batman's dog. It's a dog TV or dog movie. And then apparently, I think Wonder Woman has a pig. I'm like, oh my god. I haven't seen a Dwayne or Kevin Hart movie, Dwayne the Rock Johnson movie, or Kevin Hart movie in the years. Some of them are better than others, but I'm not, like, running out my front door trying to see another Kevin Hart, Dwayne the Rock Johnson movie. Anyways, um, Titans, again, Ryan Tannehill, he's got to play. I mean, like, Tannehill, if he freaking plays better than what he did, in the last couple of years, and if he, not even in the last couple of years, if he played better than he played last year, because holy fuck, he was terrible. He plays better. I think Julio still has a little bit of juice left in the tank. I love AJ Brown. Love him. Derrick Henry is probably at that point where you're starting, where you're going to kind of see diminishing returns. I mean, holy fuck, they run him like, they run him into the dirt, man. Like, I mean, he already has, holy fuck, I think he has the same amount of carries as Ezekiel Elliott he's like 200 carries off. Yeah, he's going to get, he's going to get to that point. He's like Zeke is at 1600 carries. Derek, Derek Henry is at 1400. Like he's going to, they're running him into the ground. Like the last two seasons he has had before the 2021 season, excuse me, he's had 300 carries and 300 carries, 378 carries. He almost had 400 carries in 2020. God, man. He doesn't get enough receptions for it to be like negligible, but I mean, oh my God, dude, that is in fucking insane. He almost had 400 touches in 2020, like the carries plus the other receptions would have been like 400. It's just like, holy shit, bro. That's absurd. Then he had 219 carries in 2021, and that was because he was just hurt for like half the season for like eight weeks. He was hurt for what, like eight weeks, right? How many games was he how many games did he play? Hold on. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. In nine weeks he had. And that's including the playoff game. So yeah, he was hurt for like eight weeks. He had 200 carries in eight weeks? That's ridiculous. 20 bucks says, I hate rooting against players, but I mean, they're just running him into the dirt, man. God. Like, Mike Vrabel just got an extension, and I'm like, why? They only just run Derrick Henry every single fucking game. And then it's just like, if you look at his yards per carry, right? The last, like, the two big seasons, 2019 and 2020, check this out, increased levels of production, right? Because early on in his career, He really didn't run a whole lot they ran him 110 times in 2016 and then and then 176 times in 2017 didn't run him a whole lot right but then as he started to become healthy and healthier that's when they started to run him a little bit more right 215 in 2018 303 in 2019 378 and um in 2020 and his yards per carry went up 4.9, 5.4, 5.1, and then 5.4 in 2020. Monster, right? 2021, he fell off a cliff, 4.3 yards per carry. I'm telling you. it's, uh, It's not going to be a pretty sight in a couple of years. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Uh, okay sorry I'm watching this like weird skiing event I don't know what it's called I love how the Olympics by the way apparently was delayed because (laughs) apparently the Olympics not the Olympics excuse me but like what is it yeah the Olympics was the Winter Olympics was delayed because of snow I'm like oh god Jesus Christ. Anyways, um I talked about the Titans a little bit. Hold on. Hold on. Yeah, so sorry. Um I'm just looking at some stuff. Sorry. Okay. Sorry. I was just like reading stuff on Twitter. Um. Yeah. So that's it. Oh, wait, wait, wait. No. I talked about Ryan Tannehill and Derek Henry. Surprisingly enough. And I talked about this in the draft a little bit. I talked about how in the mock draft, I talked about how like Bud Dupree had kind of subverted expectations. Cause I thought that he was like kind of going to be reliant on TJ Watt a little bit, but no, he wasn't. He, he really did a great job. Um, in, in Tennessee and what they kind of asked him to do, despite how little production he had had, at least in my opinion, but you know, it is what it is, but you know, we'll see what happens with, Bud. um, i would pair him up with somebody. I mean, I talked about, I don't even know who I talked about, but I said, get him somebody. I don't know. We'll see what happens. Anyways, I'm peacing out for like two weeks. I'll see you for the combine. Oh my God. I'm so excited about taking this. (laughs) Oh my God. I'm so, I'm so tired. Oh my God. I cannot wait to like, not have to stay up at like X o'clock. I'm excited for a break. I'm not excited that like, you know how, like when you take a break from work and you're like, Oh my God, I'm so excited that I don't have to turn in from work or, or not turn in from work, but like go to work or whatever. I'm not excited that I won't have to do anything. Or not, excuse me, I'm excited to not podcast. I'm excited for a break from podcasting. I'm excited to come back. I'm already excited to come back for the draft. I'm just like, I need two weeks. <laughs> I need two weeks. Give me my two weeks. Goodness gracious, I need my two weeks. Um, I'm going to take my two weeks. I'll see you in two weeks. I'll see you for the combine. We'll start it off fresh and hot. Cannot wait. I'll see you in 20. 20- Did I say 20? No, you will not see me in 20 weeks. I'll see you in two weeks. I'm very tired. I'll see you in two weeks. Bye-bye.